Taylor owns a McDonald's and empty parking lots. Some dude at a show once asked her, please take off your top. She said no, she's gotta go, and now she showed up here. So sit around, listen, enjoy, and open that damn beer. Enjoy the episode. Gotcha. So, uh, well, yeah. that's exactly what this was. So we, I think it's called <laughs> cool. Big Bottom. Is that is this from? It's called Big Bottom. I think that's the name of it from Spinal. That's the place. No, it's the name oh, of the, the name song. Of oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and we had I think six bass players on stage. <laughs> we thought it would be like really funny. It is funny. It's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> and we did it. <laughs> so this joke like hit like something serious. Yeah. Because uh-huh. we we just started recording, so they missed the joke. The three oh, it's we recording. Have, we're recording right now. Okay. I don't remember. Did I get? No, I don't think I got the three Roscoes. We didn't get the three Roscoes yeah. and Rudy, the three bass players. But you nice. had six bass players. I think it was six. Yeah. <laughs> we just like plugged into everything. Yeah. It was great. That's, I don't know why that's, and that's like the kind of joke that I would find funny and no one else would understand. Like most people that came there to see, you know, a musical artist would be like, this is fucking horrible. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, this is brilliant. <laughs> well, <laughs> There are all- four bass players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and the lyrics of the song are all just silly. It's kind of like the same thing about the I've got big balls at ACDC song where everything's like a pun yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm, so. God, Big Balls is a really good song. That was like my favorite song as a kid. Really? I was like, my dad, but he was that guy who was like a child. So he would blast the music on the radio during the summer, have all the windows down. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, go, like going back home from school, I'd be like, man, I don't, man, I don't like listening to my dad's music. And it's like, he's got big balls and she's, she's got, got big balls. balls. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I was just singing it, and I My was like, balls yeah. are always bouncing. I was like, we got the biggest balls of them all. I'm doing the Beavis and Butthead rock on. I'm mm-hmm. just fucking vibing. Well, uh, you're lucky that that was even, like, my dad jammed to Louis Armstrong. <laughs> and you just can't, there's nothing that you can do with that. There, there's, yeah. you can't dance to it. You can't bob your head to it. You're just like, what's wrong with this guy's voice? And why did so many people listen to it? Because it's fucking super popular. <laughs> Like, you get home for a good day of school, and then you're like, yeah, this song's a good song, but now I just feel bad a little bit. Well, now I'm just like, why didn't anyone offer this guy medical attention? He clearly had a sore throat. It's <laughs> like, I've got three dubs among me. <laughs> that's like half a song. Yeah. Louis Armstrong. And that's like, he's got like soundtrack music. Mm-hmm. He's got Christmas music. Like, that's, he's, I think, I, he may have only done Christmas songs, I don't know. <laughs> but all he did was just, like, different versions of Christmas songs, and they sold like crazy. Mm-hmm. He was the Kanye West of the 1940s <laughs> or 50s. I don't know when he was around. <laughs> either way, I wasn't a huge fan. Well, Joe, either way, I don't think Louis Armstrong could interview, could uh, could uh, open up with uh, the guest we have today. No, no. I don't no. think he could. No. Taylor, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we killed it, I know. <laughs> That's it. That's your intro. I'm here. Louis Armstrong couldn't do this. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, I know. We called him. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Answer. Answer. So we're like, oh, I guess we'll get Taylor on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good, yeah, I'm a good, yeah. So Back Taylor. Lam- <laughs> Fill Lam- in for Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Fill in for Louis. Taylor Lamborn. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That's yeah. a fairly straightforward last name. There's been a couple on here I was terrified of jacking up. Yeah, Yours is good. people still mess it up, though. How? It's I two syllables, and it's how else could they pronounce it? I they kind of miss like they like Lamborn or or oh, I get Lamb <laughs> yeah or I get Lambert a lot. Lit. Well, that's or, a popular name. Lambert's popular for like musical people. Yeah, like I don't Adam know, but then sometimes people flip it. And, like I'll get telemarketers calling me, and they're like, "Is Lamborn Taylor there?" Because Taylor's like a last name that they're used oh, to yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could get on board with Lamborn Taylor if you did want to rebrand. Nah. Okay. Lamborn's pretty easy. <laughs> I just think of Lamb Chop and Jason Bourne. And I just combine the names and then yeah. Lamborn. And now that's the only thing. Uh-huh. Actually, there you go. Lamb Chop and Jason Bourne. Name of your next album. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Actually, that might be the episode, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb Chop and Bourne. Yeah. Chop yeah. and Bourne. <laughs> chop and Bourne. Like Chop and Screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so I came across you on the Bright Winter side because you played Bright Winter recently. Yes, yeah. I did. How, mm-hmm. It was very cold. It was very cold. How did you do up there? Like, like, like cold wise. So I know they they tried to do as best they could to try to keep the musicians warm, but that has to be difficult, especially when you're, especially with your fingers uh-huh. as a guitar player. Yeah. So um, I think I just really just shut off my brain and tried my best to power through. Um, I ended up with bloody fingers. I took a picture at the end of the did just you? set. Yeah. Sweet. Uh huh. It was very hardcore. Um, but yeah, it was it was a blast, and I think the adrenaline kind of helped me power through the situation. But oh man, yeah. it was bad. Like was my really guitar cool. wasn't staying in tune. You know? Oh yeah, that's got to be a problem. Mm-hmm. That was an issue, and uh, there were there was one solo later in the set that I looked at my lead guitarist and I was like, "You got to take this one. I can't do it." Anymore. <laughs> well, you know, it was it was really really cold and that that's one how, like how for, cold was this probably like 30 degrees oh it was less than that yeah. i bet you it was 20 and it was windy oh man and it, it's one of those things because i've been to bright winter multiple times and some days you, some week like today it's like 60 degrees today bright winter was like a week ago <laughs> i know could you imagine if it had been if it today, was today oh. and, and i mean it's just it's just one of those things because of the time of year when it happens i mean you can literally get i've been down there where it's 45 50 degrees and mm-hmm. it's awesome i've been down there where it's 10 and i stayed for an hour and left yeah. yeah, it's just but. Still. But if it was the weekend prior, the one when the NBA All Star tournament was, oh my gosh, yeah, that was that was twelve with a wind chill of like negative ten. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, that was. I remember because I was out not for the NBA All Star game. We didn't care, mm-hmm. but like uh, <laughs> as we. <laughs> but there were musicians playing outside that weekend, yeah, 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 busking yeah, and stuff, and I, I wouldn't have been yeah, able to there do were, that. Um, yeah, there was, there was a lot, and everybody was out too. It was really because I remember going out. We went out to dinner, and I remember driving like toward like uh, ohio city and everywhere we drove by was packed and i was like shit mm-hmm. we're not gonna be able to get in anywhere. yeah i didn't go anywhere downtown that weekend. i didn't want to and but we just we got lucky we ended up going to lux and as soon as we walk in two people at the bar stood up and i just ran over there and grabbed it i love but it those was, moments i do too mm-hmm. <laughs> the little things in life little yeah. things yeah and i was just like what a great what a great day yeah. someone <laughs> stood up and i sat down that, yeah. that that's all it takes for it to be a good day for me now when you're younger you don't appreciate it when you're younger and people are like good you better move but then when you're older, you're like, oh my god, it's like God's on our side today. Or like a parking spot. I also got a oh, really good parking yeah. spot in front of Lux. I was just like, I'm looking at my wife like, 
I think we're going to have an okay time together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's weird that that's the only thing that makes you like our marriage. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this parking spot. <laughs> I was like, but this parking, is this park, this parking spot's hot. Yeah. You <laughs> know, we never would have got married. We never would have found this parking spot together. So we came here to get this parking like, spot. I, I like back in a parallel park and then I put it in park and I look at her. I'm like, are you as turned on as I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. Yeah. Look, no, I'm gonna not call even, not uh, even a little bit. I'm gonna call Taylor. She's gonna play an acoustic. There Let's get go. jiggy with it, Carissa. <laughs> <laughs> that is such now it's cause yesterday, like I was out yesterday just doing uh-huh. whatever. We had some friends come up and we're like, we gotta take advantage of this. And we just went like three or four different places, but and just made sure we walked places too. It was too mm-hmm. nice. But yeah. yeah, can you imagine if it was if Bright Winter was yesterday versus the... <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking it yesterday. Because I, yeah. I played a morning show at the coffee shop across from my house. And we had the door open. And my finger was still hurting because it had a huge gash in it from the weekend before. And I was like, man, <laughs> if I was outside last weekend in this weather, it would have been so you perfect. You should put yeah. super glue in it. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's, that's what the all the rock move. stars do. Was that like the Jimmy, like Jimi Hendrix no, and uh, shit? Everyone would do that. I, the one I remember the most that it was Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers said okay. that he'd, because he he uh. They split their nails. Yeah, he didn't use a pick uh, when mm-hmm. you play bass. He, he was finger picking, and he said it got so bad from like a really long. He basically just had a hole in his finger, and he said he just filled it with super glue and it hardened real quick that way you could keep playing which i'm sure is a terrible idea <laughs> but i mean that's what they all the yeah. reddit guitar threads say to do You're that a lot of, yeah the, yeah and then i was like that's just a crazy story and then later on like years mm-hmm. later when you know with the internet i just you start hearing more stories i guess that super was glue. a relatively common thing that people i'm did. sure it's great for the bloodstream yeah yeah, it's yeah. Probably, it probably keeps it intact yeah yeah if anything yeah it probably, yeah. It's probably super, it helps super nutritious or yeah. it gives you like powers of super glue like right, Spider Man got a, a spider spider. He's just climbing walls. Yeah, yeah climbing I, I, walls. I like things just stick to my fingers. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you get bit by a spider? Nah. Uh, I've been com- bit by spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? You didn't get any superpowers. Yeah, I have multiple. Oh shit! Name three. <laughs> we can't talk about that. <laughs> okay. <one. laughs> okay. She signed an NDA. Nice with the government. It's a government nice, thing. Nice pivot away. Yeah, that was solid. <laughs> didn't even hesitate. Like I'm not talking about that next question. Because <laughs> I so so doing comedy like I deal with things that other people like civilians we call civilians uh-huh. like they don't layman realize. people yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah you yeah, us so, normies yeah the norms the, <laughs> the regular the, yeah the muggles <laughs> <laughs> let's go with the muggles the muggles don't get like what i deal with like little things i have to deal with like let's say like like a bad host if i'm going up or like a mm-hmm. weird room but yeah. like yeah you had to deal with um like forcefully like obligated to play music in the freezing cold yeah like, and was it was that- one of the most fun shows i've played like really? in my history you know what's crazy career. about that too is that they still get fifteen thousand people down there so many people when I, so when i came on i started kind of like grabbing like helping like the marketing and the, the the promotion of it like through like the podcast and some of the partners and everything and someone had asked me like you know what do you get on average i'm like i actually don't know that and i didn't even know if they were even tracking that and they said a low year is like 12 and a high year is 20. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of people down there, man, man, you you close off a couple streets and you throw some beer outside, people will just do that. They show up. Yeah, they yeah. do. They Cleveland really, really turns do. up for alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? It's outside? Yeah. It's 20? I don't give a shit. Cool. <laughs> Wait, there's drafts yeah, in the exactly. street? Okay. That's what it is. There were yeah. some good acts, though. Like, and, and, and watching, I remember when we were watching uh, one of the stages in, in one of the acts. I, 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 again, I know that they had said they tried their best and did worked as hard as they could to keep like that stage warm, but with the 
the wind was so high and it was so cold i just don't see how but i didn't really see any musicians really even like like acknowledge it I, they were all having a really really good time yeah mm-hmm. i i mentioned it when i was tuning but i kind of like made light of it sure you know yeah. well but no there, one's gonna be like that. what's she talking about <laughs> we all know i'm it. like whoa my guitar is not loving the heat or the, or the cold right now <laughs> yeah a couple um, people walk away like come on sweetie we're leaving yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's gonna try to convince yeah. me it's cold <laughs> she, ha- she has the option to wear gloves you know that right <laughs> Yeah, sure. That's going to sound so good. (laughs) Those those muted glove hands. Imagine the heckler. You're just like, yeah, like you're making like your joke. You're like, yeah, it's cold out here, but I'm going to keep playing. Someone's like, you should have put on gloves. (laughs) You can't say anything. You're like, okay, all right. Well, I got a new song coming out. (laughs) You ever been heckled? Do you get heckled? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I know it does happen, but for some reason, I just always associate heckling with comics. Yeah. Any art form. Well, actually, it's more... It's yeah. I, there are different sides of it, but it, a, a lot of actually like pervy people will like say shit too. Oh, yeah. a bunch of creepy dudes will just like say uh-huh. something weird. Yeah. Do they like yell? Well, they it, or won't. Do you they hear won't it? say something weird. They say something that they think is endearing, but it's creepy. Something like yeah, this this guitar lady's gonna, gonna this, love me because she's gonna totally talk to me after the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I did that NFL. Uh, the NFL. Tr- draft was that what was happening in cleveland two like, years ago yeah 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 Yeah. um they had like a coordinated busker thing yeah and some dude comes up to me he's like yells in my face like show me your chance like while i'm playing a song oh my god that's <laughs> terrible that's not the i've never had that maybe <laughs> no. like yells it in my face that's, that's the kind of stuff that i get you're like let me get through this bridge real quick yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Wait. it but it's not looking good yeah cool. thanks <laughs> God, I've never. That's that's that. I keep. I'll re- come to your show and do it for you if you want. Please do it. I'll feel so. Show me your tits. I'll be like, stop it, Taylor. You're being silly right now. Yeah. Oh well, sorry that happened. Yeah, that's terrible. I was expecting maybe like a little more like uh like a, a, a little bit more clever of a heckle. No, they don't. No, no, no. not at all. Oh, well, not that I can think of. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm like, so I good. Were... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be something like so. When I was thinking of like someone heckling you, I was thinking of you're playing a song and some moron yells, "Play Freebird" oh, or some shit like that. I get that a lot. Yeah. People think that's creative. Yeah. We they, do. It's not. <laughs> the same people think it's creative when they go to Guitar Center and play Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Well, I think it's really remarkable to me how many people think they can go to a Guitar Center, turn the amp up to 10, and get discovered. <laughs> like, that's that's how they think they're going to make it. I was there yesterday. Is that what you were doing? Got a couple looks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mainly from the staff asking me to leave. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get discovered by some guy that gets paid eleven ninety nine an hour. <laughs> so it's retail. like you're not going to have, like, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing what happens to that guy that's making eleven ninety nine an hour. Here's and he's like, fuck again. Why are these guys doing mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Any friend of mine that I've had that has worked at Guitar Center, they're like, yep, that's that. they're the kids. They come in, they're, they do it all the time. They when did you start plugs. playing? When did you start playing? <laughs> Um, at what guitar center did you start playing? Yeah. <laughs> When'd you get your big break? What's your go-to <laughs> riff at guitar center? Actually. North said. <laughs> That's the one I go the to. North- <laughs> <laughs> Ripping them solos. Uh, yeah. The yeah. North said fight song? That's what uh, I <laughs> No, I, uh, I thought I was a musician um, when I was in high school, and I wasn't. And I, like, when I moved to Cleveland, I could, like, do the GCD, like, the basic chords, and then... 
Um, I think like in 2012 when I was up here, I started playing guitar more seriously. Okay. And that's, that's when I kind of started playing, but you know, I picked up a guitar for the first time when I was when in did, ninth grade. When did you move here? Because you're from Baltimore. I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. I went to the College of Worcester. Worked in Worcester for a year after I graduated, then moved to Lakewood in 2012. Okay. So I did a. So I had some family that lived in Worcester, and I recently they were they did they started doing stand up like monthly there. I Where? Did, uh, it was this. Uh, so it's like right in downtown Worcester. It's a little bar, uh-huh. restaurant, and it's like long. So you walk in, it's a long broken bar. rocks. It might be. Uh, oh man. I th- it's right across from like a one-way. There's like a one-way street with a hotel, and like parallel to that is the little bar. Oh, the old market. It's like Flamingo Jacks now. I think so. It's something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that, that's that's where I had my first ever show. No shit. Yes, but it was called the Market Grill at that point. Okay. None of this sounds real, by the way. It's real. It's You're totally like, real. Oh, you over there by the Market Jacks? Like what? This is Flamingo real. Jacks. Flamingo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gave good direction. She goes, Oh, I know exactly where well, this Worcester's is. Well, Worcester's so is like tiny. There are like two yeah. streets in Worcester. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and they're both like one-way streets. Or one of them is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we can pretend that. I don't, yeah, let's I don't think any of this happened. <laughs> oh, actually, I mean, there are one way streets, yes, that are parallel to. Yes. Okay, anyway, I'm forgetting. No, you're okay. It's been a while. It's okay. Um, yes, I had my very first show at the Old Market Grill. So this is like two iterations prior to Flamingo Jacks. Yeah. And it was the diviest, diviest dive bar of all time. And this is almost exactly 10 years ago because I just. I have a the framed tip that I have from that night. This toothless man comes up to me, and you were talking about hecklers. He like came up, and he probably hadn't showered in months. <laughs> like I don't, I don't really know. Like this is the a dive bar, and he gives me a dollar, and he told me I sing like an angel, and that was my first. It, it's the opposite of heckling. Yeah, that was your first paid gig. That was my yes, uh-huh, my went, first tip, and then I have to, it framed at home. Yeah. He went back to his meth table, and the mm. other meth heads were like. What'd she say, Jerry? <laughs> and, she, and he's like, no go. Yeah. No go. Like, he's also I gave him the dollar. But, Dude, you gave us a dollar? That could have made so much more meth, Jerry. You gave her our dollar? Dude, dude. We could have divided that into threes and each got 33 cents. There you go. That's so nice that somebody would like, that's got to make it kind of, that's got to Well, it's good. like, when it comes from somebody where it seems like they don't have a lot and like yeah. that's a huge thing for them, and that was my first tip ever, it actually it meant a lot yeah, yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah that's cool well i was just wondering so i brought up worcester that's crazy that we were at the same place just different times yeah pretty much almost a decade apart but like <laughs> how so so you started in worcester right or you started ninth well grade. yeah uh-huh and so like when you went from worcester uh to like lakewood cleveland like mm-hmm. how how different was that for you remarkably because yeah. worcester didn't have like a music scene at the time yeah. um prior When I was in college, I was kind of stuck in, like, the bubble, because it's one of those college towns where you stay on campus and you don't go downtown. Um, And I think, you know, Josh Krajic, before he was on, uh, not The Voice, I don't know, he was on one of those reality shows. Are you familiar with Josh Krajic? I think, I know the name, I I just, I don't know the face. He was, like, the one musician in Worcester. (laughs) (laughs) There was was one. (laughs) Once he left, the scene died. Yeah, well, and then, yeah. Exactly. The scene never recovered. Yeah. As soon as Josh moved. And then he was gone. Everyone's you know? like, what do you mean Josh moved? What are we going to listen to? Oh, yeah. They did. Then it turns into Kevin Bacon. And <laughs> what's that one movie? Exactly. Yeah. So then I, um, I actually wasn't planning on moving to Cleveland. I did this whole like road trip after I quit my job. And I was like, I'm going to move to Nashville or I'm going to move to whatever. 
And I drove literally all over the country, and then I went up to Canada, Quebec, everything, and I ended up in Cleveland because I went to Worcester. I have a bunch of friends here. And the scene here is better than anywhere in the country. I will profess this, like, no joke, Cleveland's music scene is the best music scene in the whole entire country. There are a lot. It's very underground. There's also yes. a lot. There's, there's a, there also isn't... a surprising amount of places to actually see music, too, like uh-huh. more than you think. Yes, and, and so there isn't... My stance is there's not, like, the industry to catapult the musicians and the players on a national or international stage, so that's kind of the fault of Cleveland's music scene, but in terms of the camaraderie between musicians, the actual talent, and, like, what's going on here, it's so individual, and it's, like, there's no, like, cookie-cutter stuff that you'll find in other cities. It's all, like, people that love making music are making music and are badass musicians. Mm -hmm. So that's what I discovered when I moved to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And I was a conscious transplant who came here because of the music scene, which is kind of, I don't know. Do, um, yeah, I think you're only the third musician we've had on here. We've had a, we, we've tried a couple. We actually tried having we had Bailey, Bailey, Mook, Mook. I think that was he's it. a rapper, but that's still. A we tried having Madeline Finn on. We just couldn't get the the scheduling. Yeah, but she actually she is in Nashville. I think. Yeah, she is. She moved out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's I'm buddies with her. She'll be up um, in April. Yeah, I told her. So the she was going to be coming on like around Christmas time mm-hmm. and. I think the first time she was like, uh, I was just the same thing that ruined everyone's plans. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, like two days before, she, or no, the morning of, she was like, I was, I just found out that someone I saw Friday was exposed to COVID. Buddy, you got to fucking come in here and sit down. <laughs> you scared the Mr. Roscoe. Every episode he does this. Every episode. He just, he wants to be my percussion. Yeah, yeah he does. Hey, it's boo. Okay. He's like, you need another bass player? <laughs> I hear you only had six. Yeah, yeah. You want to sit on my lap? You're gonna get super a lot of hair on you if you I do. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you in the no. microphone. She's like, I love it. I love that dog hair. It's my no, favorite accessory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like go, dog buddy. hair and lint rollers. Am I right? <laughs> dog hair, pork chops, Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You good now, buddy? Full circle. Yeah. No, she was. It was the morning of, and she said that she was exposed to someone two days before that. Yeah. Had COVID. Uh-huh. I was like, well. We Obviously were supposed to play can't. a private show together, like, probably right after the podcast or something, and she ended up just, you know, quarantining, going, going back going to right Nashville, back, yeah. and she's like, I'm not going to risk exposing anyone. Yeah, and yeah. then another time she was going to come in town, and that's what I just like, look, when, whenever you come in town, just let me know, we'll figure something out. Because mm-hmm. I like her music a lot. Oh, she's uh, phenomenal. Yeah, she's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I think I found her in Cleveland scene, uh-huh. and uh, let's just talk about Madeline the rest of the time. I'm fine with that. <laughs> She's a badass. Yeah, I found her in Cleveland. I scene. can tell you some Maddie secrets. No, I'm no, yeah. we'll That's for the her. next episode. We'll try to get both of you guys on. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, we've uh, we've done a bunch of shows together. We taught together at School of Rock, and um, we actually did a trip to Buffalo once together. Cool. You know, mm-hmm. hung out come? in Clifford. I helped. I helped her when she did her van renovation. Um, I put her ceiling on for her. We were oh shit being cool chicks with. Uh, power, power tools. <laughs> Sorry, right before you said that, the door slammed yeah. upstairs. I know that's what that pause was. I was like, "Oh, you like should I not be saying this." <laughs> <laughs> cool chicks with power tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. Yeah. Super handy too. Musical and handy. You want to know all my skills? Yes. All right, later. Yeah. Oh, I tell you my superpower. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is a promo for the next episode. <laughs> 
She's like, oh, fine. Really? I, I just signed a five-episode contract. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the suspense there, so I drag people okay. along. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go back to you. So you said that you had... You, when you said you want to start playing music seriously. Yes. So what kind of... What, what turned that when it went from a hobby to something you really wanted to stick with? I hated my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you doing? So, so much. Um... So I was working for a uh, startup in Worcester, and uh, I graduated with a degree, uh, a double major in communication studies and studio arts. So I wanted to do visual marketing. I wanted to work for like a company that cared about the environment, and I had that like youthful whatever where I was going to, I don't know, take over the world. Yeah. And um, the technology that we had and my coworkers in so many ways were phenomenal, but there were some major leadership flaws I worked for. Usually are. Yeah. Um, a very interesting character. Yeah. There, there's no shortage of people of uh-huh. working with good people, but really, really bad leadership, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was, one, it was one, one character that kind of ruined it for all of us. But, I, I mean, I could write some memoirs, like some crazy stories about that. Well, tell us his full name after, and we'll look him up. Yeah, and his <sighs> social. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I assume you have that handy. No. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was miserable. And... Um, but there were so many great things about it. Like, I was getting a paycheck every month. Always you know? nice, yeah. Right out of college, I was one of my first friends that, like, actually had, like, a steady job and yeah. all the benefits and stuff. And so, because um, there was nothing to do in Worcester, I recorded an album. And from there, uh, when I quit my job, I had an album. So I took it on the road. Kick ass. Yeah. Every, every single, because I, like, I think every, like, not even musician, but a lot of, like, people in entertainment... It's that thing of, okay, I'm going to live in the real world, and then you kind of see, like, the bullshit that goes along. Like, you could love what you do, but also hate who you're working for, or, like... But, yeah. but like, you get, like... Because I understand where you're coming from, to where you hate what you do, and then you see the paycheck, and you're like, okay, this will keep me in it. And then one moment, it's, right, it's you're hard. like, I just want to do what I want to do. And yes. it's like, like whatever your... And then tough. you follow the passion yeah. eventually. It, it ends up uh-huh. happening. Well, create, create artists, creative stuff, I mean, it, they're kind of hard... It's hard for them to do a 9-to-5. Because they're just constantly thinking about the other thing that they really, 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 really want to do, which we a lot of us do that. But Mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah, that that's harder to do. But yeah, then when you start, yeah, but you also, I assume, like having you know shelter and food. So uh, (laughs) yes, uh, (laughs) those things are great. Yeah, so I saved up a bunch of money, paid off my student loans, did all that stuff, and you know, then I quit. And then I was a vagabond for a little bit. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, I get it. Yeah. It's cool, too, because um, one of the things that I tell people when they listen to my first album, which, you know, it's it's a young album. There are musically things that I would do differently now, but it was a great snapshot of who I was at the time. They'll listen to it and be like, man, this is a breakup album. There's, like, a lot of, like, heartache and everything else. I'm like, yeah, it's about me quitting my job. Like- <laughs> <laughs> now that you because I also, I was like, when mm-hmm. I was listening, I was like, yeah, this is 100% a breakup album. That's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so the I first song that, is like, yeah, Better, which was my big single. Yeah, it's still a it's separation. Like, yeah, if you don't think that I can do better, you don't know me about that yeah. well. It's like literally a big fuck you to my boss at the time. And yeah. I finished it. Like, I had two, uh, you know, almost the, the second verse and uh, the chorus all written. And I was sitting at my desk and I finished, the, like, writing the lyrics of the song when I was sitting at my desk. Yeah. Mm. 
Like, yeah. Because you, you were just, again, an artist, they <laughs> just write shit. You're like, okay, I'm just going to take five minutes, write all my feelings down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I like, that's how, that's how pure, like, music is. And just, again, like, even, like, jokes, like, people will think, like, it's one thing. And I'll be like, oh, it's subjective because I, mm-hmm. when I wrote it. Yeah. Or uh-huh. like when it, when you come, when it comes out, it seems like something else. Entirely. Like, yeah. So that's, it, I like the subjective nature of that. Cause that must've mm-hmm. been really cool when everyone's like, it's a breakup. I'll be like, N- not what you think. Yeah. It is technically uh-huh. a breakup, but it's not like a love of my life. It's just yeah. a fucking job I was really into. Uh-huh. That's a interesting. I, anytime, like a lot of song meetings are usually are subjective and a lot of artists sometimes will just not even tell you what it's about and they can just say. Listen take to the music. Take whatever you take from it. It's it's completely exactly. up to you. Uh huh. But yeah, when I was listening, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, all right. I can't wait to find out this guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Which there actually is a guy. It just wasn't the kind of breakup that I initially yeah. thought. Yeah. Well, I, and there and there were like I, I had like other lingering breakups from like romantic situations too. Yeah. But a lot of what was inspiring my music at the time was like wanting to break up for my job. Totally. Are those easier types of songs to write in your opinion breakup song yeah yeah uh-huh <laughs> I mean, taylor, taylor swift is killing it <laughs> yeah uh-huh uh, no i just because the i mean that's yeah Con- well i guess yeah, taylor swift is a good example i mean she's made a humongous career. she's got some really good every time that girl songs. every time that girl breaks up we're all just like she's gonna release a banger now yeah <laughs> And every, I don't know, I can't believe guys date her still, truthfully. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the next single, man. No, I would totally be a part of a Taylor Swift song. I would love it. Like, you she'd, would. Be, she'd, be would. Like, she'd be like, uh, he was funny, but only focused on his jokes. And I'm like, that's accurate, and it sucks a little bit. But See, no, uh, mine would be, yeah, it'd be terrible. Like, mine wouldn't even be like, he broke my heart. Mine would be like, he was so lazy. <laughs> oh. He just didn't do anything. <laughs> and I'd just be sitting there, just like, I have, I have no retort. Uh-huh. Great song. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Any, well, so yeah. that's that's like a weird thing as a musician, or at least for me, from where I stand. Like, I'm not trying to trash talk any of my exes, but yeah. then like some of these lyrics come out, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's it's good lyric. <laughs> this is a great lyric. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna really go like, in a song, but if somebody like asks me about the, it, you're yeah. weighing those pros and cons. Like, I mean, we're not together anymore. What yeah. the fuck do I care? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like getting it's getting personal to yourself. Uh-huh. But also not getting personal about the person it's about. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's a hard because I, yeah. I, I do jokes about break, breakup jokes are the best because when you feel it, like getting broken up with is sometimes the biggest. Like my biggest breakup was way worse than me having zero dollars in my bank account. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it's not it's not even easy to write. It's it's more just like I need to write this. I mm-hmm. need to I need to somehow turn this into something funny or it artistic. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. ends up coming out. Uh-huh. Especially kind of when you're younger too. I mean. The, everyone's experienced that and i think everyone can relate to that too everyone's had to break up with someone or been broken up with everyone's had a messy breakup everyone's had mm-hmm. you're the reason of the messy breakup i mean when you have enough relationships you're gonna have there's just no getting around that so yep i'm glad that it wasn't and i'm glad it was more job oriented because some of those so i was like fuck this sounds kind of like it really cut deep. <laughs> Which, not that the job didn't, but I'm almost a little relieved <laughs> that it was more about your job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a startup. Well, I can tell you about... <laughs> it's a startup. It's a startup. Yeah, I'm not going to, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we've got stories later in life. It's been a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been way more shit that's gotten worse. <laughs> and that was, what, in 2013? Around there? 
when that came 20, out? 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's, yeah, it's old. So that's why I'm starting to release new music yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, oh God. What was it called? I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the album. Almost. Honest oh, Enough. Honest Enough, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It was good. And it's, it was a kind of, what would you class, I, I think it was classified as pop when I went like to. Like pop country kind of thing. Okay. I don't really I, know. I got more folk country yeah, out of it than pop. I yeah. I, I, they tell you to put, I don't know, music in a box or a genre, and I don't really know because I'm influenced by so many things. Yes. No. And that was prior to Cleveland, and when I came out to Cleveland, like, there's so much blues and rock and what I write now, and, um... The album that I am slowly starting to release stuff off of right now is like an acoustic album that has it pulls from all stages of my career. So there are some folk songs, some very pop songs, some very blues songs, and some weird experimental stuff. And yeah. it, I don't know. Yeah, it was, and I know. Yeah, I know you have to put something there, uh-huh. but I, I didn't think pop. I just not that it was wrong because some of it maybe is a little bit popular, but I did country right away. I caught at least yeah. my opinion. Because uh-huh. I felt more country in it, and then a little bit more indie folk. And I think now that I know the industry a little bit better, like, I would even have, like, probably marketed it differently, like, classified it differently. But I think when you're young and um, just kind of, you don't have any guiding people, you just do what your instinct says, and sometimes yeah. it's not right. Well, it's also kind of, <laughs> it's also kind of mainstream because, like, it's, like, genre, like, mixed genre songs on, like, an mm-hmm. album. Um, I just had to look up the album real quick. It was by Bruno Mars, Unorthodox, Ju- Unorthodox Jukebox. Yeah, yeah. And that, that album, so, like, he's got a blues song. He's got, that's what, like, You Make Me Feel Like, like, Locked Out of Heaven. That was on that. He also oh. has blues songs. He's got a reggae song. And it's mm-hmm. all, and it's my favorite album because I'm like, this dude can do it all. Yeah, it Bruno just... Mars is one of my favorite pop artists. Oh, is he really? Yeah, uh-huh. I did not know that. That was just a lucky... That was... That was the minds. Well, I, I just... I think he has a... He's very smart musically. And he, he creates some, like, really cool aesthetics around what he's doing. Yeah. So... And or, I love the, the uh, project he's doing now with Anderson Pac. Oh, yeah. So cool. I forgot what they're called, but they're... Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Because mm-hmm. they, they come out... They came out their album already, right? Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, I listened... The first song was, like, on the radio for a week. I don't even listen to the radio. So I heard it. I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's Anderson Pac. And, you know, he was at the Super Bowl, too. Yes. He and background. he has the best smile in the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. <laughs> Him and Bruno Mars, because they're two... They, again, but they're two different styles. They talk, mm-hmm. Like, to the mainstream, Bruno Mars the pop guy, and Anderson Pac's, like, kind of hip-hop, but instrumental. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I, I don't know if, like, you would even call... Bruno Mars is like killing it in the pop circuit, but he's just a musician. Yeah, to his core. I'm saying like mainstream, yeah, like, uh-huh. viewed, like viewed as, like uh, that's the cool thing. Like when people are viewed as one thing, and they can separate and do other good things. Mm-hmm. Like that just shows how talented that that individual yeah. is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that guy plays like nine instruments. Yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah. one of those guys that can literally play like, I think he literally can play like eight or nine instruments. Bruno Mars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can believe it. Frustrating because like, and he can dance. <laughs> He's got style, one. and he can sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time I'm just thinking about how like all the things I can't do <laughs> that Bruno Mars can do. How many amazing? I'm taller than him. 
that you got that. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Suck it, Next Bruno. Question, Bruno. <laughs> that means that he could like hide in a crawl space if there's an intruder, though, and you're kind of stuck and to hit get him shot. With a, he could Jeff Jarrett <laughs> hit him with a guitar. He could Jeff Jarrett the guy and hit him with a guitar. <laughs> so, yeah, I he's know that probably conference. better at hide, the, hide and seek than Yeah, he got, got you on that. So music and hide and seek, he's got a two to one advantage over you right now. That's true. I'm guessing I haven't done a comparison financially. He's probably sitting prettier than I am too. You never know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he could be vanilla ice in it. We don't know. That's true. He could just be burning through every dollar. He could. He makes. The, the label could have taken. I don't think so though. No, I doubt it. No, I, I think he's got some good, uh, like promotional things too. Like working that. He has like a vodka brand or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what's good. Like all, like even Drake and like all these like random musicians, like mm-hmm. Jay Z for example. Like Jay Z doesn't make that much music anymore. Uh huh. Like for himself, but I mean, it's just the business aspect. Is that once you learn to get once you're successful in music, then you get into business to save your save your money. It's kind of like being like a smart. college basketball player. Like, hey, you're gonna make millions of dollars. You could lose it easily. So mm-hmm. do some business. Some of those what? do that. Like, uh, I, I think just like in the athletes, but uh, like Shaq, Shaq, Shaq I think Magic Johnson said he has made five times more after basketball than he yep. made mm-hmm. during basketball. Michael Jordan makes mo- <laughs> makes more money ever do selling shoes than he did playing basketball. Yeah. Same with LeBron. When I um. So, I don't know, maybe like 2015 or so, I won this contest at House of Blues where I got to meet with like a Warner Brothers rep. And I mean, those things, they promise you the the sky and you get nothing, but whatever, it's fine. Um, So I go to meet with this woman in Chicago and literally we're having coffee and she's like, yeah, you know, music is a thing, but like, if you ever make money, just buy a McDonald's. <laughs> that actually sounds like pretty good advice. <laughs> and, and then and she's like, or parking garage. Like that's what a lot of my clients do. And I'm like, okay, cool. But how do I make? She's like, that's all the advice I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. How do I make the money to buy the McDonald's? I don't fucking know. That's and I'm like, you. okay, cool. I'm so glad I came to Chicago for this. <laughs> that's insane. You're sitting there like, you know, we have parking garages at McDonald's in Cleveland. Yeah, and Worcester. I didn't need to come here for this. <laughs> I think the best part of that advice is, I think it is a good idea to buy a McDonald's because people probably make good money at like. She said that's the best chain to Franchise, invest in. But how do you? Are good. But you're like, how do I make the money to buy a McDonald's? She goes, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I thought I was like, get a record deal like, or something. Do I, do I She's do like, no, everything? we're just sitting here having coffee. And like, yeah. when you do get famous, buy a McDonald's. That's what you get. You could tell anybody that. They'd be like, yeah, I just got out of college. You're like, well, buy a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, just start I'm talking. I'm gonna start doing that to people now. When everyone's like, "Any advice?" Like, yeah, buy a McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> or a parking, or a parking garage. Away before the follow up question, I'm just yeah. gonna get out. No, of there. That's all yeah, I got for you. Well, actually, franchise. in the parking garage. Two she, years ago, actually would have been a, a bad investment because mm-hmm. no one's going downtown anymore. Yes, but buy it two years ago when it, like there's no need for it, and then suddenly two years later the NBA All Star Game's here, and you can charge a hundred dollars a spot for a single night. Mm-hmm. Wow! So did Would, you you sound like you bought the yeah you garage. did buy it. <laughs> did you buy? No, the but garage? I bought a house right before the bubble. Ah, and now okay. I oh right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, in, in Sit, a good you're pretty now. In a good neighborhood? Yeah. Nice. I can sell it for twice what I bought it for. <laughs> you have an evil grin on your face, and I fucked with it. Yeah, you're an artist. Brian, when, you, when, you, when you buy a house, you'll realize what that feels like. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what the evil grin. Honestly, I got this for a very good price, and houses on this street are really, I'm like, I think we can actually make a lot of money. Yeah. I know! 
Because but I'm not going to sell it because you can't buy a house right now. No, yeah. that's the problem. It's just like I can't buy a car right now. I'm driving. A, my, I was scared my car was going to explode on the way here. Same. <laughs> my starter's fucked. And I, I have been wanting to buy a new car for so long, and I'm just looking at used car prices, and I'm like, okay, well... We'll, the engine will blow up one of these days. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's well, a shortage on cars eventually. We just sold one of our cars. Because we both... Oh, uh, why didn't I have this podcast two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, wait, I wasn't too far away yeah. from <laughs> Why couldn't we switch you selling the car and and, uh, and uh, Bright Winter? Why couldn't we switch both those days? Yeah, wow. If only. If only. If only we Playing knew. God here in your basement. Yeah. If only we knew World War Three was about to come out. I know. If only we knew. You know what? Honestly, maybe I won't need a new car. Yeah. <laughs> or the house. Or the... Probably keep the McDonald's because it's going pretty good in Russia, I think. Oh, my God. I know. I, I mean, those burgers survive anything. Yeah. <laughs> burgers and cockroaches, yeah. they will survive. Have those. you seen the pres- like preservative burger like oh, 10 laugh. years later? The fries don't change uh-huh, at all. Uh-huh. That'll survive a nuclear that? fallout. It was, I think it was that... Mm-hmm. That super size me documentary. Uh-huh. I think there was a featurette in that. It wasn't actually in the documentary where he took like a burger and like steak fries from like a steak joint. You put it in like a jar and just left them there for like There's weeks. There's a teacher that did it. No, yeah. no, for more than weeks, it was like years, like yeah. a decade. The the steak fries and the burger from the burger joint did what it, everyone thinks would happen. It just rotted over. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, like the McDonald's one, it just like it just looks like it just needs to be microwaved, and it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like there's so many chemicals in those things, man. It's so gross. Is that food? Yeah. <laughs> it's do. like honestly, you also, know. Also, I saw that, and I have been to a McDonald's since. Then so you're like, I want to do that. Yeah, me too. Exactly. It didn't have the impact. Uh-huh. You're like, that's gross, but also I kind of want a Big Mac right now. I'm like, wait. A, the McRib is back? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, left? I'll I'll swear off it in another month or two. Yeah. I just gotta get a couple get a couple more sessions in. All I'm saying if we if I go back in time, uh back to like when Chernobyl, like with all the nuclear stuff, I would just cover it in in, in Big Macs and French fries. It's like a force field. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you know in Avengers Infinity War when they try to evade Wakanda. If you had like an like armor suit made of Big Macs, you're invincible. Oh, yeah. You're pretty much Iron Man at that point. One hundred percent. Grenades would just be chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> chicken nuggets and like and like uh, squirting mm-hmm. people with ketchup in the eyes. Oh, I can't That's also see. what I would have done in Infinity uh-huh. War. I just I'm gonna build my fallout shelter out of McDonald's chicken patties. Yeah, you, you could you could sell your house, buy the McDonald's, and use all the ingredients to protect the McDonald's. And you could just live in the McDonald's. I think you've more advice to pass on to people than you know. Yeah. yeah I, buy I a sh- McDonald's, utilize the <laughs> McDonald's products for warfare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chemical. Do you think that we're going to be able to use this material as McDonald's is going to come after us? No, I don't. I hope not. No, I don't. <laughs> no, if we haven't been sued at this point, I doubt it. Oh. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. No, awesome. we should be all good. We're only yeah. speaking about things that have occurred. Yes. So. Yeah. Including you buying the McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen one of these. Days. I'm so excited for that day where, like, instead of like a, you're holding a for sale sign, but it's in front of a McDonald's and you post that on your Instagram. I'm so, it's I'm, gonna so I'm gonna be so happy. Uh huh. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice one with those little place playhouses in it. Yeah. And the balls. Oh, McDonald's Playland. Yeah. You oh gotta yeah. Uh huh. Get the get the double decker McDonald's and in Independence. The one in Chicago with the rock and roll McDonald's. Have you been in that one? No. no. I've got a fun drunken story from that night. It's okay. Well, you got drunk Again. at the McDonald's? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Well, I assume you well, got no, drunk first and then to... went to the McDonald's. Oh, okay. okay. She didn't yeah. go sober to the McDonald's and party there. Oh, like, I, I would do I've that. never been to a McDonald's that sells alcohol. 
A Taco Bell has alcohol. Your McDonald's but... will sell alcohol. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Really? No? No, it's the Playhouse one with the balls. Yeah, it's kid-friendly. You can't... It's not, a, it's not like a... Parents need alcohol. You ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, yeah. I've seen some not... super drunk parents at Chuck E. Cheese. They have, just... al- they have alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, yeah. I think so. That's why there's so many fights there. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, there's fights? I've never seen a fight at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, dude, go to... As soon as we're done here, go to YouTube... Chuck E. Cheese fights. There's plenty of it. Is someone like fighting up the mouse? <laughs> Is someone fighting Chuck E. No, they're fighting each other. Oh. <laughs> they're fighting each other. Oh. Chuck E. Cheese is a violent place. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Because those parents like, go there, there and then they start, <laughs> then they start Don't drinking. they like, they, they don't like adults who don't have children going to Chuck E. Cheese. I wouldn't. It's I mean, like, they don't like them too, but they do go upon. there. They go there. Like older people go there just to play games. It's weird. Really? And then they get drunk and they get Isn't, isn't that what Dave and Buster's is for? Yeah, I think Dave Chuck and Buster's e- is too expensive. These are all speculative. I don't know if these are the actual answers. I thought they didn't let you in unless you had a kid with you. I thought it was like, uh, we're trying to get away from like pedophile territory here. Oh, so uh, that I don't know. You aren't allowed in unless you're but how accompanied you, but, uh, by... It's the opposite of being accompanied by a minor being accompanied by adult. Adult accompanied by a minor. You need to be accompanied by a minor. <laughs> <laughs> to get into Chuck I don't know how they get around that. Uh, we'll have to... Reach out to Chuck E. Cheese for comment. Hey, Chuck. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey mouse guy. <laughs> hey, robotic mouse. That place is creepy. On the when you really think about that, that place is super creepy. It's a mechanical mouse singing to a bunch of kids, and there's a lot of alcohol there, and they're all just running around. I, you're blowing my mind that there's alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese. There yeah. is. I've had beers there before. Wait, did you bring? Did you go with a kid? My nieces and nephews. Oh, okay, okay, good. They're you were like, accompanied <laughs> by a minor? Yeah, I had, two I had two miners there with me, so I was good. <laughs> the only time someone's like, I'm so excited I also these got kids hit on. Me. I got hit on there, too. By it a single was, mom, I'm assuming? I don't know if she was Probably single, but she mom. was into Joe. Like, she, she was picking up what I was throwing down. We were sitting there, and, like, I just kept handing tokens to, like, my, my niece and my nephew, and I'm just sitting there drinking a beer. I was eating a pizza, and, and like, uh... This is, like... As soon as she said it, I was like, God, that was a terrible line. And she was like... Crazy, aren't they? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, crazy. Like the kids, like they're just going crazy. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been giving them soda all day, <laughs> and they're just, you know, those video games. They're having fun. She's like, yeah. Which ones are yours? I'm like, fuck. I know where this is going. Yeah. And I'm like, those two. I'm with them. They're not mine. I did not produce them. I'm just watching them. They're my nieces. She's like, nephews. oh. She's like, so you have no kids? I'm like, yeah, I have no kids. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know. We dated for a little while, and then that was it. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> no. She took you to the ball pit. No, we didn't. Oh, you guys had some fun we, in that yeah, ball pit. Was yeah. it like a little like sexy? You like, got big balls. You got, got big, big balls. balls. You guys <laughs> <a> circle. Little <laughs> callback. Were, were you guys? Uh-huh. She's like, she's like, all right, meet me in the tunnel in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. That's right on the little bridge. Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was my fancy first, things going. That was on my first yeah. breakup song. We went oh. to learn a lot about Taylor, but Taylor's learning a lot about you right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first song I ever wrote. Day. Love in the Tunnel. <laughs> love in the love Tunnel. In the love in the Tunnel. It was the Tunnel of Love. The Tunnel. Are you about to say that? Yeah. I'm sorry, I ruined it. It's okay. No. But yes, that's a treat for you guys. So Google Chuck E. Cheese 
fights. I'm doing that right YouTube. now. There are plenty. Yeah. I'm about to go to Chuck E. Cheese after and this. And they're usually find always like, it's not even. Yeah, you guys want to go grab some Chuck E. Cheese after this? Yeah. I'm getting really hungry. Let's go find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that that kid's ours. <laughs> they're like, we don't know what's going on here. No, we're podcasters. And no, we no, found no, I can kid. run to my buddy. We're fine. That gives us some authority. Yeah, we have like fake badges and passes. We're like, no, kill this. You're wearing a dare shirt. I feel like you should be let in anyway. Yeah, I should be like, no, I'm actually doing a speech today. See, I feel like the only people that wear those 100% do drugs. Yeah, I, I love drinking a beer wearing this shirt. It's perfect. I'll like snort, like snorting a line of coke, and I'm like, no, I'm with there. It's okay. I do want you to start. I, I'll even try to start doing that too. If someone's like, oh, I'm sorry, this is this area's off limits. I'm like, oh, it's I'm with the Gildas podcast. Yeah, and if okay. I, I feel like if I say with enough confidence, I'm like, oh shit, go ahead. Yeah, but well, we'll find out. <laughs> have you tried that? Ever? No, I want to. You though. should. Because like, if you if anything... walk into somewhere with authority, like you're supposed to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that will. Yeah. I've done that before. I've gotten to VIP sections. You're like, yeah, I'm oh, a musician, yeah. and they're like, oh, okay, we do like, yeah, no, I'm a musician, so like, I was just gonna. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Or like, no. yeah, go walk up like on your phone. Like the either security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm at the venue now. I know it's not here yet. I know I'm going in there right now. I'll figure it out. You Can you open the door? Mm-hmm. And then I just if I if I I feel like if you walk with enough confidence and have a little bit of assholeness with you too, I think you can do it. I, I've gotten into VIP sections before, just like yeah. texting, like excuse me, hi, wave to the security guard and just walk on through. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's the trick. I think you can do that. I mean, that was my young twenties, but. Uh- I like that. I don't trick. know if I would still do that these days. I have a trick sneaking into getting a really nice uh, one of those like a baseball games the the v, not the VIP but the, the club seating. Yeah. So there's this there's this hack. I did it once. Uh, my buddy bought an expensive club seat. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then all the rest of us bought. Um, it was like six of us. He bought the club seat. We all split it, and then we each bought little uh, like the like the ten dollar like bleacher seats. And then we just copied the original ticket, and you walk into the club, and the one guy's like, yeah, like, you, everyone acts drunk, and like, oh, yeah, like, everyone has their tickets ready, and the guy scans the first one, he's like, yeah, I'm with all six of them, and the guy goes, okay, and everyone just walks into the, to the, to the section. It's a hack. I've used, I, I, I'm one for one, so I don't want to try it again, but I probably should, you know, like, that's Progressive's how, about to come after they're about, you! They're gonna this, cancel yeah. this podcast! No, no, I think it'll... I think that could work. I think you also have to have kind of a bad worker <laughs> being yeah. the one doing it, too. Who's, Someone who's just who's, having a long day. And who's like, really well, at the end, he's just like, I just can't wait to go home. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you got to find that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could work. It's work. One for one. I had a I'm streak, not afraid to say it. I don't care. I had a streak where I did not pay for tickets me. to Blossom Music Center. Because huh? there is a spot at Blossom Music Center that you can sneak in. There was for a while. Oh. Well, like, go through the woods, like a creepo. I love it. <laughs> That's not how we called it. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we called it life hack. We didn't say, let's be creeps. No, I, I like that you guys are like, yeah, let's walk through the woods like the creepos. Like, we know what you're talking about. And I just agree. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's, like, go through the woods like a creeper? I'm like, exactly. It's the creepo. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Lonely Island song, but yeah. nothing like the Lonely I think they Island find, song. I think they found it and, like, kind of blocked it off. So, But uh, for a couple years... We could just keep getting into concerts. I mean, if you're in the middle of the woods and have a concert venue, somebody's going to find a path. Uh, like, uh-huh. it exists. Yeah, and yeah. it's such a big place. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can cover all that. They just yeah. can't. So, and, yeah. And everybody likes to go down there and climb trees and stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many places I've been with music and there's trees and there's some guy that he might be on something or he's just sober. He's like, I'm going to go climb this tree. 
It's always the so same funny. guy too. Like you look at that guy, you're like, that guy makes his own toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy. He's just harvesting yeah. pine needles to put in his yeah. toothpaste. Yeah. What are you climbing that tree? Uh, I need some new like the you know that mint color in the toothpaste. That's yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying. I'm a urban forager. I'm trying to make some urban forager. Yeah. That's what that that's who that guy is. <laughs> he has dreadlocks, but it wasn't like dreadlocks that he made. He said and wash his hair in so long it naturally dreaded together. Yeah. It's a white guy named Mike who's got dreadlocks. Yeah. But he goes by Sunflower. Yeah. He's, Sunflower. he's like, don't call me Mike. That's my government like, name. Charles Manson has one good song. It's like, okay, chill. <laughs> yes, that's the guy. That's him. <laughs> that's the guy calling me yeah. the tree of Blossom Music. <laughs> like, they were you heard that song? Yeah. It's, actually, it's not bad. I know. Okay. Terrible you, person. You're here and you're just like, I don't want to tell anyone, but it's not that it's bad. It's not a bad song. <laughs> Should we have given this guy a second chance? <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> God. So yeah, so so you're a musician, like you know, but the Charles Manson music stuff. Well, he's also I, on the Beach Boys, right? Yeah, yeah, and they they were covering songs. I think I don't know if it was Motley Crue or another one of those Helter Skelter. Bands. Yeah, they covered a song of his. Did they cover Helter Skelter? I well, they covered a lot of bands have. They covered was, some song and they got they put it on their album. Mm-hmm. And they got shit on, but this they, was like uh, before cancer. This was obviously in the eighties or nineties. If you've seen any of those documentaries about those murders, like the the especially like the Beach Boys spent a frightening amount of time trying to get him a record with deal. him. Like it, where, and not that I'm saying that it was their fault, like the murders, but I mean it's creepy how like, close he was. He was getting in to, the to scene. a lot of these musicians. Like he, he I mean, it was it makes me wonder who's creeping around the Cleveland scene. Yeah, there's, is there a Charles Manson in Cleveland? Yes. <laughs> They're 100. percent There's just social media. He's like, I can't do this. It Which ruins my one brand. Is it? Yeah, uh, I'll probably find him today. Yeah, well, there's no today? way. Today he's hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, he's alone at the bar getting drunk. No, no, no. He is. No. It's too late. <laughs> we yeah. can't stop him. We got like another 40 minutes left. I'm recording. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? The, so murder aside. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the route where you're like, do you know anything you don't want to talk about? You're like, I'll just No, I love talking about murder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I was going to ask more about your music stuff. Yeah. No, we all murder. true docs. <laughs> I like murder docs. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I've seen a bunch of those in there. Yeah. Who has But like the, the Manson ones, though. Like, it's it's yeah. it's terrible. It's, it's scary how close, like, he was kind of close to getting, like, a record deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. When the mm-hmm. Beach Boys were like, you should listen to his song. Some of like, yeah, give him a deal. The Beach Boys like him. They're doing mm-hmm. fine. I think he might. Did he get, he didn't get it. I think he got it. Deal. Not 100. Well, I, so I, I don't something. think he got a deal. No. I think he he like co-wrote a song or was featured on a, yeah. be, a Beach Boy song or something. But then there's also like you can go on YouTube and listen to Charles Manson songs. Yeah, I I found because I I looked on Spotify Charles Manson and they have. They oh, have, it's on like, Spotify too. They have it on Who's Spotify. getting those royalties? That's what That's I want to know. What I'm saying is it going Who to the families? No way. Someone bought. I bet you someone bought that up. But the Spotify but gives, that's shady, you know? It's yeah, like, just knowing I'm listening I, to it and I'm paying someone like eight cents. Mm-hmm. I, I, bet you, I bet well, you Well, not on Spotify. You're paying a fraction of eight a cent. <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh-huh. that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, you want to talk about Spotify? Let's go no, into it. No, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like four weird <laughs> topics and you're just like... No. no. We ask, we what don't you want to talk about. And sometimes we think we're about you. Like, you want to know some of my talents? Like, yeah. Like, no. No. 
I'm not gonna tell you. Let's, let's talk about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Chuck E. Cheese fights and murderers. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese and Charles Manson. I really... She's like, yeah, I have an album out. Buy it. Let's talk. Wait, Chuck, e. Chuck E. Manson. Chuck E. Manson. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Chuck Manson. Can we talk? Can we, that could be the title, Chuck yeah, E. Chuck Manson, <laughs> like Chuck E. Cheese, but it's Manson. Chuck E. Manson. Manson. Yeah, that'll be this right good. There. Uh-huh. Cool. Congrats! I'm, I'm sure everyone will love to see that's the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, wait a minute, she's a musician, man's music musician, should we talk about Taylor? <laughs> Is there more here? Yeah. I'm really just auditioning to be your third host. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, I don't, if I don't show up too much, you might be the second. Yeah, I don't care, you can come on. Brian, because a lot of times I do have to have guest hosts sometimes because Brian, as a comic, sometimes he'll just get a show and he can't pass up on paying shows. Yeah. So, oh, they yeah. pay you. Yeah, I get paid. Not, <laughs> I don't make like like I don't make millions yeah. or thousands but, or I sometimes mean, hundreds, yeah. but I'm making something. Like we did a wine tasting I last Monday to get with a little uh, gut punch there, and yeah. you oh. kind of thought it was a serious question. I totally was. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Taylor. I actually thought it was. I thought serious. we were. I thought you we were vibing, like, and then she's like, crazy. "I was meaning to shit on you." <laughs> I, you she was like, "You get paid? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird." You're like, if anyone, Joe should be getting paid. <laughs> He's the funny one. I mean, one. I'm not really vibing you. Joe's funny. Yeah. <laughs> See, the oh, dogs I'm just are trying barking. to pay Roscoe. Yeah. The dogs are barking because they didn't like what you said. <laughs> They're like, Brian should get paid. <laughs> Rudy does, she does favor. Favor Brian. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's my girl. What's, um, you talked about like, uh, uh or like your influences. What are some of your, outside of Bruno Mars? I don't know if I would consider Bruno Mars an influence. I just I thought, like oh, his music. Oh, well, you said he was one of your favorite pop artists. Okay, yeah, so not matter. I, yeah, I don't think he influenced like okay. who, who I am as an artist, though. Okay, who I influences just you as an artist? Totally. Um, so <laughs> Roscoe. <laughs> That's my main influence. Yeah, the dog that just he's had my surgery. muse. <laughs> yeah, he's my muse. Oh, dude. He used to be plumpier, but then he got a surgery. You were a little round, dude, huh? <laughs> yeah, I haven't figured out his diet restrictions yet. We, he just he just built that way. Um. So I have uh, these dog treats at home that look like Oreo cookies. <laughs> Do you eat them? No. Did you all But one of my friends this morning was over, and he ate one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real... And the number of times people have reached for it and not eaten it because they read the package is like, I can't even count. But he actually read the package. And then he ate one. Said fuck. (laughs) No, he didn't realize it was a dog cookie still. He just said the name of it and then put it in his mouth and... I've had a couple of close calls. Wait, Some of those treats look really wait, good. What was his reaction? Did he go, ooh, or was he like... No, he's like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, oh, that's a dog. And he's like, well, I've come this far. I'm going to finish this out. <laughs> no, he spit it out, which is so sad, because it was, I'm sure, actually good and probably pretty healthy. Yeah, it was probably, it was, probably, it was a vegan? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah but what were your influences? Yeah, sorry. sorry, I cut it off talking about Roscoe's weight loss. No, I was really, I like to steer away from the That's okay. Oh, totally. Well, we do all the time, too. That's why we try to bring it back. We're like, a little 30 oh. minutes of Chuck E. Cheese and murder talk, and we're like, fuck, we haven't asked her a single question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'll circle back to the fact that I love Cleveland. Okay. My biggest influences came through, like, the local musicians here. I played jam nights for years over at Brothers Lounge, so the Bad Boys of Blues um, were a huge part of the reason and the night that I chose to move to Cleveland. I walked into that jam night for the first time, and I heard Becky Boyd, who was their host that night, and I was like, well, shit, there's a lot of talent at this tiny bar that I didn't know existed, 
and um, me as a Cleveland musician it has been like the evolution of me through the blues jam scene in Cleveland. Um, so yes, I've like learned and like gone back and listened to great blues artists and everything, but it's the environment of the Cleveland scene that has most shaped me beyond any like world renowned artists that you will be able to list off. It's like the, it's the experience of when you're growing as a musician, yeah. the experience of working with other people being like, whoa, I could, they're good and they should get more. Yes. And I, I like, yeah. It, I, I think I that, that, I mean, it, it, the pandemic changed it, but for over 20 years, there was a jam night twice a week hosted by Michael Bay and the Bad Boys of Blues. Michael Bay? Uh, he, he had, the director stole his name. <laughs> gotcha. Damn it, damn it, Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go um, to jam night and be like, Pearl Harbor sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you would walk into that jam night and see music that in any other city would cost $50 a head. Yeah. And it was free. And Cleveland right. is awesome. <laughs> it's like the best show you'll ever see, and it's free. Yes. It's cool. Like, especially when you see, like, some <laughs> I know of those, like, I fucks with it. Is the Brothers Lounge back open? It's opening... Well, it's March. It's opening this month, I believe. It's okay. opening up again. A lot of comedy shows there. It's fun. They, they used to, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've seen a couple shows in the main room and then in the side room, too. Yeah, the wine bar. The wine bar side, yeah. I've seen a couple couple good artists there, too. Yeah, like, some... And those are the ones that I... I've seen a lot of, like, arena shows. Like, I've seen... Foo Fighters and Pearl Jam, but the ones that really stick out are like the smaller, like I, I remember seeing uh, Greg Laswell at uh, Winchester down the street. It's still one of the best shows I ever saw because it was just so small and intimate. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Or seeing we saw Chris Cornell down at Lakewood High School, like just in the auditorium. No it was, way! It was awesome. Yeah, cool. It was so cool. Yeah. That I think is probably the best show I ever saw because he was doing everything. He was doing Soundgarden, he was doing Temple of the Dog, he was doing Audio Slave, he was doing covers. It no was, way. and he was funny. He was really funny in between. That's cool. The songs. It was really, really funny. <laughs> yeah, those small but venues. Those it's ones, like yeah. more intimate. Those are the ones I and remember. And there can be like a fan interaction. You can see their facial expressions because they aren't like a little dot a million miles away. And yeah, I was in and, like the third row, mm-hmm. and the auditorium's not that big. Yeah, and it's like an authentic experience too because you don't have like the all the cues and stuff that need to happen on like a very regimented schedule. It can just be, like, off-the-cuff humor or, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more real and, like, humanizing the artist because, like, even... Yes. Like, I, I prefer small, intimate rooms for anything because, like, it's easier for me to talk to people. And, ever, yeah. and like, if I'm talking to people in a stadium in the front, it's probably... I've never done it, but I could yeah. assume that it's, like... It's probably... It's still going to be good, but it's probably harder because if you're specifying one person... Like, everyone else in the small room can see that person, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, in a big room, you could just hear the joke and maybe laugh, but it's better if you, like, see... Like, it's better to see yeah. everyone and just... Yeah. Like, when I'm... Because I look around at shit, like, when I'm just watching. So, like, I'll look around, and if I see everyone else having a fun time, I'm like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. There, you know? That, if every, yeah. Like, 30 people in a small room are all having a blast. Like, you you can't not have fun. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever want to do that arena thing. I think that would no. be really, really weird. It's such a different experience. I bet we could pay you enough to do that. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, "Here's eight hundred grand." You're like, "No, thank you." Yeah, uh, I'd rather play it down the street. No, eight hundred grand. But I'll take your eight hundred grand. <laughs> that, I could probably buy a McDonald's with that much. Yeah, money. you could buy a couple, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, how much actually, McDonald's costs. Probably, 
I don't know. Let's research. Yeah, let's research how much. Because I want, I want the McDonald's with the playpen area. Yeah. Would you buy? I'm, would you buy a McDonald's it. in a big like Cleveland, or would you buy it in like a smaller town? I can't believe we're back to this. But sorry, <laughs> it goes full circle. You started it, Taylor. I'm gonna stop the music talk. Let's just fucking no, go. Fuck yeah. Let's talk about McDonald's. Let's talk. Let's talk about I the love that We're back to this already. It's so <laughs> organically just coming back to McDonald's. Right, who's got a better? Chi- I really love the callback. Yeah. <laughs> who's got a better chicken sandwich, Wendy's or McDonald's? <laughs> go. Oh. Wendy's, oh, Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's. Yeah, you mm. don't need too much fast food. I could tell by. Do you eat fast food? Many secrets. Oh, you do. I <laughs> no, love fast food. I know. I'm not gonna say she eats it a lot, but I'm also not gonna say that it's a annual event. I bet you pop in there once a month. I pop in different places. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's so secretive. I don't even think that you stick to McDonald's. I think you mix it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like the rest of us, you avoid rallies because it's gross. Oh no! <laughs> oh, she's no. Ted, don't do that. They have, they have award-winning fries. Okay, okay can I tell you? Who gave them that award? Uh, people. You, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the Baltimore's coming out, y'all. Yeah, yeah they say y'all in Baltimore. <laughs> okay, so um, there was a, I, I'm not from Cleveland, and there was one year that I wasn't like truly thinking. For an entire year. <laughs> that's that has also happened. That's Cleveland. A, that's what Cleveland did. That's Cleveland. Year. I didn't think yeah. about shit. Nah, that was like two or three for me. This is, this is not. This is not meant to be a sad story, but you're gonna hear it. You're gonna think it's real sad. Okay. <laughs> but um, I yeah I you don't realize sometimes when you're like a transplant in another city and you don't have things to do for the holidays that grocery stores are gonna be closed. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one year, it was Thanksgiving, and it was 2 p.m., and I'm, like, hungry, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's nowhere to go. And the only place was rallies. And I had rallies for Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's fucking ridiculous. I loved it. (laughs) See, now now I want to call the episode Rallies for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or at least your next album should be called Rallies for Thanksgiving. Listen, when I do an alternate, like artist venture as a country artist maybe i'll do that that sounds good maybe mm-hmm. so probably not <laughs> at least for things you know what you want to make a funny album with me i i was actually about to say that let's do it i we can make a song at the end we can the call outro. it three roscoe's and a rudy mm-hmm. uh-huh and, and joe album. can play bass <laughs> well I'll, I'll be one of the bass players we'll just have one bass <laughs> player. can i be can we do like a christian <laughs> folk you? thing like we're like uh like you're like God, and I'm like love God. Like in the background, like I'm one. But of can the... we instead of God, let's have it be like the rallies fries. Yes. Rallies fries. Love rallies fries. Rallies. I love rallies fries. This yeah. is all really. I won't coming. sing like that. It's all coming together. It's yeah. really all. This is what I wanted out of this episode. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I wanted an album, and I wanted a clear financial plan of parking garages and McDonald's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what? a nutritional plan for the next Thanksgiving, which are rallies. Yeah. <laughs> This is all really. It's I'm nice. so good glad you stuff. came. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're both here. I'm this glad I'm here. This is fucking great. This is fantastic. <laughs> Anything I can do. <laughs> I'm really just trying to save the world here. Yeah. And you're one rallies it. at a time. You're doing uh-huh. it. One box of fries at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Award winning. Best yeah. armor for the nuclear fallout. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So sorry, we both. <laughs> the you, blank stare. Sorry, you, you got me. Like best armor you possible. Like wait, what armor? Yeah. Sorry, you I'm stumped wh- both of us simultaneously. Yeah, I'm wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I wish that, that I could have had your faces. Like, yeah. Like I don't know what you're talking about. The, the Tim Allen, the cool time face. <laughs> <laughs> you said uh, you're releasing new music now. Yeah. You just released one mm-hmm. 
Well, wait, it's 2022, so yeah, within the last couple months. Uh, yeah, um, so in September 2021, I did a intimate um, home recording where I invited about like 25 people to my house, and I did like a live acoustic album that I recorded. I released the first song last month, and this upcoming month I'm releasing a song that I wrote during the pandemic, and it's called Brittle, which is, I actually, if you guys want to try it, yeah. I brought some of my cool new merchandise. It's Brittle. This is peanut brittle. My yes. buddy. Uh, I haven't had peanut brittle in so it's long. So good. This, this is, is gonna blow your mind. Roscoe. And I wish that I had known there were uh, two of you because now you guys are gonna have to share it. I don't know how that's, that's gonna work. That's fine. That's fine. Um. Yeah, but my buddy owns a a cookie company, and I called her. I was like, "Can we collaborate?" And she made this peanut brittle recipe, which I think is pretty badass. And Roscoe's smelling it because dogs love peanut butter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's got my lyrics on the back. I'm gonna toss it to you. Who's better at caching, actually? All right, uh, no, both of no. We both played sports. Don't you? Why are you assuming <laughs> it's you? We both played sports. You got. You look like you have some adult league softball in you. No, never played. I actually play adult league softball. There, we can both catch there. Yeah. All right, there we go. I'm not bad at grounders because I'm so tall, but I'm good at catching. Um, so. yeah. So my next song is gonna be called Brittle, and I'm selling peanut brittle at my shows to promote it. And Just feeling brittle today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the last line in the song. The, is yeah. It really? But it's like. Yeah, so the song I wrote about, uh, like, being a human and uh, how, like, during the pandemic, we've reflected, I think, a lot on our mortality and there are things that you want to do in life that sometimes you can't do. You aren't a god. And so, yeah, the last line of the song is like, I'm not shaped from a sacred clay. I'm just feeling brittle today. And nice. so, yeah, that's a little bit different than just feeling brittle today. Like, I want to eat some brittle. America. <laughs> <laughs> so. The, uh, the one you were, uh, fine. That's mm-hmm. when you, that's a really good song. Glad and you like and it. now that you're saying that you, you said that was from a small 25 person show where you recorded all this and you're releasing it a piece at a time. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a really good song. I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah. That was recorded live. Did you see the video? No, yeah. I just saw the, I, I okay. will watch video, but I did. Yeah. See I'll the, send, I'll send the video link. It's on my website. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really good. I like that. Well, the, and that's another one like that. I would never have thought pop when I heard that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I yeah, know it says pop. I don't pop, know what to it, classify myself as. I don't think you have to. I mean, well, technically you have to, if you want to you, be on Yeah. Apple when you music. upload <laughs> it to a distribution yeah. thing, they're like, please select a thing and you can't leave it blank. Yeah. They don't let you. No. And they're like, select up to three things. And I'm like, I want to select 12. The music speaks for itself. Yeah. Why did you just do a Donald Trump impression? Because he's like, the tweets speak for themselves. That makes sense. So the music speaks for itself. Yeah, but that was another one. Like, when I was listening to that one, I'm like, I don't hear pop. I don't hear... I don't even, didn't really even hear that, that much country in that, but maybe that's because it was just an acoustic version stripped down. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't see myself as a country artist. Yeah, it's not... Especially pop country that exists today. Like, that is not my vein. Um, but... Everyone's everyone's got their own opinion. I find it really interesting, actually, when I ask people who they think I sound like, because I will get stuff all over the board. Oh, I don't. I couldn't even. I'd have to go back and try. Like to, other artists. What have you gotten? I'll get everything from like Jewel or Nora Jones to Sheryl Crow to Janis Joplin to a lot of people say um, Ricky Lee Jones. Is that her name? Yeah. Uh huh. Who does like Chucky's in love? Chucky. Oh yeah! Oh, God. I knew oh. it. I knew it. Uh huh. This is a terrifying episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jewel, I did hear. Okay, I will say that. Yeah. They didn't, like, I mean, 
I loved probably you. two hours before you showed up. I, mm-hmm. it, it was just it was just on my phone. I was down here, and there was one song I can't remember what it was, but it did have kind of a jewel vibe to it. Yeah, the vocals uh-huh. I think more had a jewel vibe to it. So yeah, but it's crazy to think like Jewel and Janis Joplin, like such different edges of the spectrum. But I get them both. So that's good. Could be worse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, both huge compliments, huge compliments. So yeah, I'm fine with it. Have you ever got Have you ever got Lil Kim? Okay, it's probably for the, yeah, because you sound nothing like Lil Kim. <laughs> That's probably yeah, why. it probably makes sense that no one's ever said that. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't look like her, or sound yeah. like her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to know. Did you ever get Lil Kim? Yeah, you shouldn't have. Yeah. I really hope someone's like, yeah, I hope, no. hope someone listens to this, and then they're like, hey, you sound like Lil Kim, and they're dead serious. Yeah, that's my goal. And you're like, Enrique Thanks. Iglesias, you get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, uh, in my early post college days, I spent a lot of nights at karaoke. I tried to rap. Was bad. What'd you try to rap with? Um, I made up my own rap. Oh, crap. that's why. That's why it didn't work well. Yeah, probably. Not. Yeah, I, I like created my own like verses for "Take Me Home Tonight." <laughs> like the '80s song. Take so me home. So I had the chorus. The I was Eddie Money song. Yeah. Okay. I don't wanna, and I would be like, everybody want to be the flash chick in the bar, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> you went in. That I wish you'd recorded. <laughs> yeah. Is it on record, or you just did it? You're like, nope, not. No, yeah, um, but I'm famous for it in Worcester. Oh, okay. <laughs> I go into Leroy's, and they're like, oh, it's that chick. <laughs> famous in Worcester, another album name. Uh-huh. You're not going to have any shortage of albums. I'll send all the album names to you when we're done. Thanks. That way you don't forget <laughs> rallies, rallies for Thanksgiving, Famous in Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Chuck. that could be. I, I, I only have a working title for this uh, house show that I recorded. I don't have, like, an actual title for what I put the physical copy together oh. Oh, okay so maybe i'll take one of your famous in worcester's not bad <laughs> no it's bad don't yeah use it's that. probably bad <laughs> <laughs> in the liner notes you should be like for all of you guys i want a big shout out to lil kim yeah <laughs> my inspiration my inspiration lil kim and brian yeah mm-hmm. like cool yeah we'll do that <laughs> that's a lie she's not gonna do that yeah you can tell <laughs> it's for the best so yeah. you have so the new one that comes out next month you said or this month this month this month okay I think so it's, it's on the back of that brittle package I think it's March oh. 25th maybe or something yeah oh, it says those lyrics uh huh um, well so that's the other thing my mom who's one of my biggest fans also like she's a kindergarten teacher and the most supportive person ever and if she says something critical you know that it's like you gotta pay attention to it because she will never insult anybody. You know? She's just like, oh, good job! You know? Yeah. So the thing she always tells me is, like, she can't understand my lyrics sometimes when they're important and I have to over-enunciate and everything else. And she came up to me, she's like, Taylor, I love the lyrics of that song. You need to make sure everybody knows what they are. And so I was like, I should actually print lyrics out. People don't do that. Yeah. And so, like, that's where it all came from. I should print the lyrics out so if people are at my shows and want to know the lyrics, I can look at the back of their peanut brittle. I do like that. I like yeah. knowing the I, I like when you can find the lyrics to songs, which is pretty easy nowadays, but it's, I do like that a lot. Not with independent artists, though. Well, no, not with independent We have to do all the dumb work, right? You need to invest in all that stuff, too, and everything. Yes, and it's just, it takes so much time. Last night I was trying to upload the merchandise on my website, and it's like my eyeballs are going to fall out of my head, and... You know, it, it everything just takes like six hours longer than you think it's going to. I mean, what has? Because I mean, the the record or music industry has really, really changed in the last twenty years. Yeah. So what? I guess what? Uh, what is it like for an artist trying to make this their their career? 
I'll tell you when I'm able to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so this, I, 10 years in, um, I am kind of like refocusing and shifting what I'm doing. Um, I got, in Cleveland, it is very possible to be a gigging musician and make enough money to sustain yourself. Okay, I agree. But that looks a lot different than being an original artist. That means you play a lot of covers, Cover, yeah. you're three hours at a bar, and, um, you know, that's your life. People aren't going to know your name, and they likely won't listen to their music, and they'll yell Freebird at you, and that's that, you know? <laughs> Um, if you want to be an original artist, that's a very different circuit. There's not as much money in it. Um, there are great opportunities like Bright Winter or like, you know, uh, occasionally getting to open for uh, another artist, which I'm getting to do this week at the Beachland. But uh, I love the Beachland. Yeah. Um, there's not as much money in the original music unless you do the merchandise thing so yeah. if people want to support me like stream my music all you want but i'm gonna make maybe 10 cents over two years yeah. <laughs> like buy my peanut brittle which is silly but it's like this is how you can support an artist yeah. by my merchandise that's the literally the only way that i'm gonna turn a profit until i find another way to do it yeah isn't it crazy from when you like like when you first start off like you have all these ideas about how it works right and then when you start doing it, like you're just like, oh, I'm just doing it. Like I'm, I'm just happy I'm doing it, and I want to make this. And then the old, the more experience and the better you get at it, then you start realizing like the merchandising and like all the little stuff. Like because mm-hmm. you don't, I'm assuming you didn't picture that when you first started. Yeah. Well, actually, when I first started, I was thinking I was going to be a songwriter, and oh, I was okay. gonna like, uh, I, I was like, that's where the money is. Because actually, honestly, like you can make a lot of money as a songwriter. Yeah, Sia, oh, yeah. That's how Sia got. Yeah. She was yes. writing songs for Britney Spears and everything. Uh-huh. But I came to Cleveland because I love the music industry in Cleveland in terms of, like, the collaboration and the talent and how welcoming it is. But, again, Cleveland's lacking in industry. So there's nowhere that I can go in Cleveland and research, like, hey, how did you become a professional songwriter? And, like, what's the avenue to do that? We don't have that industry here. Yeah. So if I would want to do that, I'd have to go to Nashville. But I don't love Nashville. I love Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah. I don't know. I understand. Yeah, I, I do. I like Nashville a lot. I just think that it's Nashville and like uh, like Denver is another one too. They're just the in Austin. They're those cities that I really love visiting, but I feel like in like five years I'm really gonna hate going there because like every if you you look at like any of those senses, like every month another twenty thousand people move there. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be asses the elbows if it isn't already. Yes. That's what they're going to be. And it's because so, they're such fun, awesome cities. Mm-hmm. I I have a ton of fun in Austin. Nashville, I it's very rare that I'm ever walking around on like noon on a Sunday and I hear live music playing, but in Nashville that's the norm. You can find live music mm-hmm. anywhere. But I mean, even like I remember the first time I went there, the the my Uber driver was like, "It's nice, I really like it here." He's like, "But he's like, look to the left, look to the right, and there are skyscrapers going up everywhere." Yes. And they're just like, mm-hmm. it's just it's growing so fast. My like, buddies that like moved to Nashville ten years ago, they're like, "This is not what the skyline is different." Yeah, they're it's like, insane. "It's very different." Yes, and it's almost like in cities like that, and and I mean, there's the real reality that this could happen to Cleveland too, because we're now getting on the map more. Like mm-hmm. Forbes just wrote that article about Cleveland, you know, and people are starting to understand that it's a very cool place to be and we have the lakefront and whatever but yeah in those cities they almost become like a caricature of themselves because all these transplants come in they hear about that one kitschy thing and that kitschy thing blows up and suddenly you know everybody just wants 
I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, no, it, it is. And, like, that that's a... I can't say that it would happen to Cleveland, but I wouldn't be surprised at it. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's a very big food and drink town. I yes. mean, if you want a variety of food and stuff, I mean, this is the place. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, you know, the, the city is incredibly accessible. And by that, I mean, it's not a nightmare to get into the city. Yeah. Like, I'm in Lakewood. It would take me 10 minutes to get into downtown, and I would have zero trouble. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just not. And we have the, different the highways not, coming in. Yes. Yeah. The, it's annoying to get from east side to west side. Like, there are some things, but... Yeah, but mm-hmm. the east side sucks. You don't have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that McDonald's on East 52nd? Oh! <laughs> How dare you? It's right well, next now to- we have the Opportunity yeah. Corridor, so... And, and it's right next to, guess what, a rallies. <laughs> They're right next to each other. Greatest place to go on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's our so, promo. But yeah, yeah that's... I, I don't know. I, I It certainly can, but mm-hmm. that's a huge... When people ask me about living in Cleveland, I'm like, I mean... Food and drink. I mean, just take Lakewood. Forget Cleveland. Lakewood. I mean, Mexican, Indian, Italian. I mean, there's every possible food I could want is within two miles of yeah, me. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and it's good. Uh-huh. And it's like a lot of them are privately owned, smaller places too. Like they're 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 really really good. Well, what's so cool? When I first moved to um, Lakewood, and, and so I don't know the numbers because this was ten years ago, but um, I sat down at the Root Cafe with like a teacher. He was I think a band director, and he told me that like some statistics on how there are, were at the time, I don't know, like 50 languages that kids spoke at home because they were, you know, all coming from different backgrounds. Like how rich uh, like our, our community is in terms of diversity. Yep. And so that's why we were able to have like a low cost of living opportunity for storefronts for people to bring their own authentic, yes. personal take on... I don't know, food or some other industry. And so there's just like a lot of artisans popping up doing really remarkable things. And that's why I think the mus- music industry, there's so much talent and richness to it too because the cost of living is low. If I was in Nashville, I wouldn't be able to live the lifestyle that I'm living. Yes. that's. I, I wouldn't to, own to a house. To still follow the dream as much. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, it would just, it would add another, it, it adds another very crippling hardship, financial to yeah. an already difficult endeavor, which would entirely, be, yeah, yeah. So you're you're a, a fish in a bigger pond, and your burden of life and expenses is so much greater. And it's just, yeah, I think this is the best place to come and like grow as an. Well, and you said too, like the cost of living, like that's yeah. that's you, man. I, I'm like visiting like New York, like when I go to New York, and uh, like our our Uber driver, like I remember, I don't even know how we even started talking about. It. He's like. He's like, where are you from? At Cleveland, he goes, don't tell me what you pay for your mortgage. I'm like, I don't know how that would have come up, but I won't tell you. And he's like, he all right, tell me. And I told him, and then he told me his. I was like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you could buy a city block for what you're paying. <laughs> I mean, he, he was, I think he was paying something like 3900 a month. Was he an Uber driver or a taxi driver? Too? Uber driver. Okay, so that's the other thing that's going on in New York City. Do you know oh. about like the medallions and everything? With yeah. The ta- yeah. I'm not sure. Elaborate a little bit. Okay, so Uber has come in and completely upset, like destroyed the taxi. It's ruined it. Yeah. Yes, but like so the there were the city used to control and um, the number of taxi drivers, and you had to like buy a medallion to be a taxi driver, and it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something ridiculous, and to be like a certified like city sanctioned taxi driver, you had to have the credentials, and now literally anybody can go in and be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver. And they've taken all of the business from the people that were taxi drivers and paid for their credentials and everything else. Yeah. And that used to be like the retirement plan of 
taxi drivers. So they, at the end of their career, they would sell their medallion to somebody else or whatever it is. So and there's no point to sell your medallion. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the right jargon or if there's. It, it's roughly about. It sounds. I, I don't know all the like the, the, the yeah, actual, but uh-huh. that, that sounds similar. It's sim- you simply yeah, describe uh-huh. it. So so I, yeah, a lot of these like cool things that are making our lives in this modern era of technology have also kind of like disrupted other things. Yeah. So they, yeah. Uh, like you, you talk about like Airbnbs in New Orleans and how like they're displacing all the musicians. So mm-hmm. cities becoming characters of themselves. New Orleans similar too. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so what the most authentic experience of New Orleans culture is the buskers and the people that live in the city, and they're all getting displaced because they can't afford rent, and all these houses and real estate are getting bought up by out of state, out of country investors, and suddenly, yeah. Musicians aren't going to be part of the New Orleans culture anymore. It's going to yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> well, think yeah, about that sounds like, like the road it's going down. Yeah. Well, think yeah. about like I'd be so pissed if that happened here. Like where if it's, all the All Star Weekend. <laughs> no, but, there's I mean, an absolute sudden, threat of it because the Cleveland real estate is the hottest real estate market yeah. in the country, and so yeah, it, it's very possible. I mean, drive around. That there are new apartment complexes and townhomes and condos going up all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because, and the only reason that, that happens is because there is a demand for it. That means more people are moving here. 100%. So if this be, if if seven hundred thousand, I think is roughly what Cleveland is, becomes three million, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, it's, it's also <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with this. However, the it does go back, I believe, to the city because I've talked to uh, my one buddy's a landlord. And he was like, yep, I'm raising the price by $100. And I was like, how much do you raise the price? He goes, it depends. And I was like, what does it depend on? He goes, it depends on how much the city's taxing me for it. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much told me he only raises the price if the city's taxing him more. And so then I was like, how much did you pay? Like, how much have you raised the rent in five years? Mm-hmm. Like, just assumption. And he was like, well, no, I raised the rent. Originally, this place was 1000 five years ago. Then I raised it to 1100 like, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Then two years ago... 1200 now it's at 1300 and I was yeah. like whoa and I was like is that because the taxes he's like yeah the taxes are raising and I was like it's just nuts to mm-hmm. like everything where's that just... money going to the guardians oh, not to the potholes <laughs> yeah not to the pothole not to the arts and culture not, not to like yeah mm-hmm. nope it's going it's not going to the potholes that's for fucking sure mm-hmm. certainly not to make and I've been teaching the, the Cleveland better. public schools yeah. recently <laughs> I promise those poor kids aren't getting it either which is sad no where's the money going well, I, well it's I, also going to like Ohio City for example, they have that big complex. I, that was the first thing I described when you talked about. It. You know that yeah, uh, that big complex. So it's, it's going to be, be like a shared. Small, it's, it's a living space, living. communal business. It's yeah. pretty much small living for kids that are like I went to Kent. I want to live in the city. Boom! I got a small living, and they're going to the, the the rent's going to be super high for small living because it's that's in a nice very, area. That's going to be so it's going high. to shit like that. It's assumed to make this city fifteen hundred a month because this is like a big city. It's small. It's one of the smaller ones, but Cleveland is. You could say like. It's in the smaller realm of the big cities. You know right? what I love about, well, Lakewood and, like, West Park, the city. You can be in a city setting in terms of, like, denseness and in mm-hmm. terms of, like, um, uh, mixed use. You know, there are restaurants and shops and everything else. Yeah. But it looks like suburbia, you know, because you're mm-hmm. walking up and down the street. And it's like, these are you know, multifamily homes, but every single house kind of just looks like a house. And... When I moved to Cleveland, I was like, "This is like so different from what I grew up with in Maryland." Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. Yeah, it's a it, culture it, shock a little bit. No, I don't. Maybe you could call it that, but it's just very cool, you know, because yeah. there is a dense population, but it feels neighborly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. kind of cares about each other here. 
Yes. Yeah, and, and people are still scummy in Cleveland. There are scummy people. You but get that it's mid- like Midwest kindness mixed. Still kindness. Though. Yeah, uh huh. Mixed with like the grit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still a lot of creativity. There's too. scummy people everywhere. Ever those people, those are also the people, people are really that, nice. Those are also the people that, going back to like the pandemic, those are the people that will 100% support all the local business. Like, I think Lakewood only had one that closed. I mean, everyone really made it a point during the pandemic to make sure that they're like, if you're going to order out, you go to you know, one of these places down the street that like mm-hmm. one of those places that were struggling. Yeah. Family owned stuff. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I have a. I, I want to circulate back to Nashville real quick. Um, so sure. I know a country artist named. Uh, she was in Cleveland. She was supposed to be a guest on here. Her name's Lawn. Uh, she's real. She's a really good singer. Really good artist. She moved to Nashville, and you're talking about how like you could go to Nashville, and I like my little sister. Her and her friends like they like going clubbing and stuff. Uh-huh. They're like they're like we go to Nashville, and I like every time they go to Nashville, I would see like Snapchats. They're like Nashville, here we come, like taking pictures of their drinks. Um, and I and me like if I'm going somewhere, I'm going there to to have fun, but also like as a comedian, I want to I want to dive into the scene. Like I'm going there for work, in, in, inevitably. So like, for your perspective, like like when you go to these places to travel, you're still looking to have fun, but you're mainly there for work, right? So like, what what would you say? Is it weird like knowing? that like other people go to places just to like let loose but you're like i'm on a mission here is that like a weird construct to you well travel for me is weird in in general yeah so if i were to travel for vacation i would not be going to another city i would be going to a mountain yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like i go as far away from people as possible and it's like i spent so many years of my life like making money going to bars i don't want to spend a second i don't have to in a bar mm-hmm. like it's my least favorite activity <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is as silly because i've had so much fun in bars over the years but it's like this has been my work so i want to go and hang out on the top of them yeah no that like, that's all i want to do so i think every city has you know different little pockets and Nashville it has become like a bachelorette destination my yeah. friends that are, ah, it has <laughs> yeah my friends that it are really gigging has. musicians down there they're like every single weekend it's like 12 at bachelorette parties after another like come <laughs> in and you just see nonsense and pink penises everywhere and that's just what's going on my sister's bachelorette party was there like yeah. a year ago that's <laughs> exactly what it is that's so funny because it is I've heard of a lot of people doing that uh-huh. yeah, in Nashville and so you have Broadway which is the strip of like like bachelorette parties and cover songs and like that's what you get if you go to that section of Nashville or you go to East Nashville and you see all the independent artists and the rounds and the songwriter so you know just like Cleveland has East 4th and Lakewood and Ohio City you get those pockets and yeah, you just gotta find what mm-hmm. pocket suits you the best and so when I'm traveling for work like you said I I'm not going to do the bachelorette party scene. Yeah. I'll observe it. And it's like almost like walking into a reality show. And you're like, wow, other people experience life so differently than me. <laughs> That's what I and think, And I'm <laughs> so excited for them having fun. But this is not my version mm-hmm. of fun. <laughs> and then I go find my version of fun, which in a city setting, if I'm traveling in a city setting, that's going to be me finding productive ways to further my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... That's how I look at it, and that's what I do. Um, but yeah, if I'm traveling for for me for my own personal recharge, it is not going to be to us. I agree, because like you're an you seem like an extrovert. Yes. Um, and I'm an extrovert too, and like you're an extrovert, 
but I'm the type of dude who I'm so much of an extrovert, not, not because I have to, but that's just who I am, mm-hmm. that when I actually have time to myself, I'm like, I take it all fucking in. Every oh, yeah. second of I'm that shit. I'm an extrovert that loves alone time. If I could be alone for three days, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's a, that's the recharge. So like, yeah, like for me, it's not going to a mountain, but it's the idea of being like around a mountain where like it's just, I'm not a nature guy, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I, I get what you're saying because being an extrovert's very difficult because... You can't just be a hundred all the time. You got to go down to like zero. Well, especially for what you well for what both of you do for what both of you do like in in comedy and with music, you're also like you're. It is still a job because your mood really can't dictate how you perform. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's you, a control you, thing. Yeah, you you can't like if you're in a bad mood or you're not feeling good, but you have the show and you want to make sure that you you know showcase your songs, showcase your jokes. You can't just be like fuck it. I just don't want to do this. Like there's. There are you can technically you can call off, but it's different for you guys. Yes, it's, it's it seems make or break oh calling gosh. off. And it's how make, it's much break. and how much after shows or after sets uh-huh. do you not want to talk to someone sometimes? And someone walks up and's like, "I really love this song. I wish you fucking played Freebird. I wish you'd done this." And you can't be like, "Would you fuck off?" <laughs> because yeah. unfortunately, love, that's what they'll remember. I have <laughs> friends though that do that. You yeah. know the yeah, best. Yeah. Or the best reverse heckler in the whole entire world is Ray Flanagan. Do you know him? <laughs> no, I don't know Ray Flanagan. Okay, he is a phenomenal... You should have him on the podcast because he's ridiculous and he'll just just spurt off random stuff to you. You writing it down. I'm looking for <laughs> And you go watch him at a show and he, he will go to any gig and if people aren't listening to him he will purposefully like challenge the audience and like say the most ridiculous i can't even repeat it but like off the wall things just to see if any he gets a rise out of anybody and no one's listening because they're just like experiencing their night yeah and he's just background noise so he'll just like say some bullshit and nobody says anything and he just keeps on playing so he like backups the performer all the time yes uh uh-huh and like and he's just like his authentic like curmudgeon like self and if somebody yells freebird at him and he's like oh go fuck yourself you know <laughs> like, but he does it in his like rave voice sure 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 mm-hmm. yeah, and i can't do that because my whole stage persona is like the sweet kind like i don't know so if i go oh, go fuck yourself <laughs> but she's had a bad day <laughs> but that's not like her but even if, if someone's because if you have like a potential fan out there for because mm-hmm. that's what we would remember Entirely. And, and none of us would, and none of us would compartmentalize that and be like, "Hey, man, we all have bad days. She's probably having one." Nope. The story would be: Remember when Brian got yelled at by that fucking singer? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what we'd remember. That stuff happens. Yeah, it does. Yes. So and, I, and like, that's tougher. And there was this one time you you talked about calling off. Um, I went through a really bad year, and um, there there were like two or three shows that I had to call off because I was just like. I just did it. My heart wasn't in it anymore. And this was probably five years ago. And I got this one email. And any time that, like, that happened to me, like, I would make sure I, I got the best artists. Like, I know a lot of really talented people to go in my stead. And if it's this gig work where it's a bar and, like, to me, that's not a performance where I'm playing my originals as much. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, had, I was having, like, a really awful day and I had to call in a sub and that's something that you do occasionally and the venue was okay with it and everything else 
and I got the most scathing hate email afterward. And I was like, this person had no idea, like, where my head was at. Like, I was dealing with a lot of stuff, and then afterward, they was like, I'm never going to come support you again. I came all the way to the show, and you weren't there, and like, oh, you've just lost a fan. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I get it, but I'm dealing with stuff right now, and this makes it worse. But that's that yeah, but but it. but people that are in the yeah. audience—they don't this, think this, about this. This is a good example. People that are in the audience, you're an entertainer first, person second. So, so you're not even a person. Yeah, like entirely. Yeah. And, and and like what I mean, what the the venue knew was I was sick, you know. Yeah. And so it's like I'm so sorry, but like anybody can, you know. This, this, these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Th- that's a true... Not one. on my night. <laughs> I can't... Because that's a... It's the thing that's, I think, maybe might be a problem. Like, because so, social media is great for, like, artists like mm-hmm. yourself. I think it helps me because there's no market in Cleveland for us. Uh, so yeah. we make our own market. In yes. a sense. Um, but also, the cons of that are, I see on social media, like, for years, everyone loves shitting on celebrities. They love hating on them. For, for sometimes just reasons, you know? A lot of the time mm-hmm. it's just, but sometimes I'm like, you're focusing too much on the idea of this person. Um, and it even, and it and like, when they're mainstream, it even goes back to like independents like ourselves. Like if people think they're robots, they're gonna think we're robots. And we're not, we're people. Like we Entirely. deal with shit. We deal with bad, de- like I, step, I, I stepped in a puddle before a show. Uh-huh. I was so upset. I wouldn't say like, I stepped in a fucking bottle. Cleveland fixed these potholes, you know, back yeah. full circle. I got mad. And everyone's <laughs> I don't like, know why it makes me laugh. I know. I stepped in a pothole. I, I stepped I got out of my car and I stepped in it and I was like, these pothole. are pothole. I thought you said puddle. Oh, oh Yeah, no. you said puddle. Sorry, I said puddle. And then I pictured you outside stepping in a puddle and then you're just like Well to be honest, a pothole is kind of just a really big puddle. It's a big water. It's a puddle with no water. Yeah. But I stepped sorry, I stepped in a puddle and I was very upset and then my whole shoe like you know like i felt like the whole even like right before i'm performing i was like oh, i feel good but my socks all damp mm-hmm. and i hate this and i go on and like i i did fine but even like i'm just, I, I you know i opened up with the i stepped in a puddle on the way here well I'm it works if you it. can co- like comedy it off yeah, yeah i comedy but there, there are sometimes like you're like oh i can't share this one like i don't want to tell yeah. everybody that i just got broken up with right yeah. before this show or, or, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm really holding in this bathroom. i don't want to tell anybody that i had to never mind yeah. i've got i had to go on stage with my ex before like oh, that was not what? good <laughs> well, you don't say it out loud yeah because <laughs> it ruins the experience exactly yeah. and then yeah <laughs> But, oh my god! I better go on stage with my ex too. Actually, it was not good. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I but, had uh, nothing but clean breaks here. No, right. All right, you can't relate. That's for Ties the best. are severed. Uh-huh. But like, people don't think like again like that male like that dude's like, oh, like I'm just gonna tell her how it is mm-hmm. when. Like a, if you told him that true story, he'd probably feel better. But you're like, I don't need to tell that guy that shit. It's my personal business. Yeah. So, but uh, don't treat people shit. Like I get that. Like mm-hmm. that email was right in a degree. Yeah. But uh-huh. also, it's like, dude, like this person's human. Maybe ask before that email. <laughs> hey, I missed you. Uh, why didn't you show up? And you'd be like, Yeah, I just, I'm not feeling. Like you don't gotta stress. But that's like how I would, you know, like if yeah. someone's being. If you gotta be a dick, or just be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I missed you. I wish you were there. Why weren't you there?" See, you go, don't need to tell me. I hope you're okay. I'd go. That's why I, w- I wouldn't be able to do that because I would go right to dick. You, you'd be no. in dick mode. Oh, I'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna in- shit on this guy." <laughs> Did you say? I'd make something up. I'd be like, "Sorry, let me wrap up this funeral and then I'll be back." Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't. I wouldn't be able to process that somebody 
Like, I, I'm sorry that you're upset that I, I, it's not that I didn't want to do the show, but something happened, I couldn't, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then this guy was like, fuck that. Goes, uh-huh. finds your email, types this out. He's like, oh, that's good. Oh, she's going to fucking feel this. I know, he yeah. took the time to <laughs> that's, write, that's look insane. on my email. That's insane to be mean about it, that's too. Insane. He went out of his way to let you know that he doesn't like you. That is weird to me. Yeah. So I would, in turn, go out of my way to let him know. I just know never replied to I, it. Uh, yeah, you can't. Can you forward it to me? Uh, (laughs) I'll just reach out to kill this email Don't (laughs) even He's like uh, Five years ago You wrote this email To a very kind Little woman Taylor Lee Morgan Very good And I like how you're known As you were just like Yeah I'm known as being Like a sweet gentle person This guy's like I'm gonna let her hear it Yeah and I'm sure you insanity. have those impulses where you're like, oh, I would love to unload on this guy. But uh-huh. you can't. Because then, especially nowadays, because what if you had, I don't think you ever would, but what if you did respond? And then that guy takes your response and then he posts it on his Facebook page and says, well, see, this look is what the this thing. girl just said yeah. For where, where my stage is in my career, that's something that people actually do leverage. They're like, I'm going to... Mm-hmm. Do something controversial, get people talking about me because all press is good press, and then like that feeds into whatever. But like, yeah. that's not who I am as an artist. So yeah. or I'm not as a trying person, to get. Seems like. I'm not trying to get famous by being a dick. Like that's just not. I'm not trying to get famous at all. I don't. I don't envy fame. No. <laughs> like, I. I don't think that is shit is all it's cracked up to be yeah, anymore, I, man. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Like if you were famous hard. in like the '90s, maybe there was some appeal to it, but you just can't. There, no. You're talking about like you know like being an extrovert, but at the same time like having some alone time. There's almost no alone time when you're that rich for some of these people mm-hmm. and that famous. Yeah. There's just there's just not. You're not even yeah. run, you're not even running your Twitter account for the most part, probably. Like hearing stories about like Taylor Swift having to like get carried out of an apartment in a luggage like suitcase. Have you heard yeah. about that? Like, no, like I, yeah. I don't want to do that. That does not sound like. Was that to escape paparazzi and fans? And she fans, like yeah. Like, I just can't imagine people knowing where I live well, and, like, you can't leave your house. Yeah. Well, you they, are in yeah. prison. And then well, there's a whole paparazzi thing that we, like, they still have laws against them now, but they still break it all Remember the time. Remember we used to really hear a lot about that, and I think we just, just accepted it and moved on. Because I don't hear about, like, paparazzi crap anymore. It that was, like, a, a big thing for a couple probably, like, a big well, thing during like, the Britney documentary, like, people talked about it again because there was a resurgence, yeah. like, reflecting on, like, her conservatorship and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. People yeah. don't really care. I think no. the worst one I ever... Because they don't, they don't humanize people. Yeah, and, well, they, all, all these famous people, like, you talk about, like, the 16-year-olds that are like, oh, well, they're famous, so you can treat them like an adult. You know? No. They're, they're, still, they're, 16, they're kids. You know? Yeah. And people are rabid for that. I mean, they... It's bad. One of our trips to New York, we were... I thought there was some type of, like, a riot or, or murder going on in the streets of New York because mm-hmm. we were about two blocks away, and you just heard scream. I mean, screaming. Mm-hmm. A lot of people screaming, and then I saw people running. Like, we were down, like, a, an alleyway, so, like, we would look down the alley, and you could just see between the two buildings screaming, and then people just running, and I stopped, and I grabbed Chris, and I'm like, I don't think we should go that way. And then it, it turned, but then, like, I heard no sirens. I was like, something else is going on here. We walk up there, and there were all these people that were lined up and surrounding a, a department store, or not even a department store, just a, a storefront that somebody was in. I was like, oh, my God, who is this? It was like a Ukrainian YouTuber. Because <laughs> like like I we walked up to someone and my wife was just like what are you guys all like They're like so and so's here and my wife's like who is that he's like a Ukrainian YouTuber and I'm like you're a fucking moron and then I'm like for this YouTube can you imagine if that was Justin and, Bieber and, and, and or rabid, like, yeah. rabid, mm-hmm. people were losing their minds for this guy who had just never heard of can you imagine if it was like a Justin Bieber 
like kids I, with I don't envy, I do him. not envy that life. No, yeah. that sounds terrible. I don't want when it. When I was a kid, I used to want it, but then growing up and so like it just it it more you know like when you figure out what you want, what you don't want. I was like, I love doing this shit because I love doing it. I love making people laugh, yeah. and I want to make this a career. Uh-huh. However, like if it ends up to being big like that, I'm gonna end up finding a way to adjust. But I don't want that right now because yeah. it's very. But, I, yeah. Again, I even want my loan time, and if you can't mm-hmm. get it, like that's. That's a big adjustment. I don't think I could deal with people taking my photo when I'm not, because I don't photograph well. I need to be very prepared. (laughs) I need to be prepared. I'm like, no, not in this shirt. You'll get Joe doing that that, that picture with ketchup right before he wipes it off, just with an open mouth. (laughs) Like, looking at Oh, I am the ugliest eater. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who is it? There's be nothing but pictures. The the internet would just be pictures of me eating gyros. And and they're like, this is your kill this podcast. (laughs) That could actually be a really good Instagram, like of just me eating gyros. Yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> he's got the hot beer guy. Like, like the ugly, the uglier the picture, the better. And like every single picture is like new episode. Yeah. Can <laughs> I? Isn't bad. He's, he, I might actually use that because you have. He's got a totally hot beer guy, and he's got more followers on that than on his personal page. It's just him holding those craft beers, it's like a joke. making like a silly fit, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, like a, and then everyone loves it. So I could probably Brian eat. I type. Yeah, <laughs> and just me eating. It's just me just eating sandwiches. And like on mine, the caption is the exact same on every single one. It's the exact hashtag. I'm copying and pasting and putting it in there. And we have more followers than I have on this podcast. I've been for years. <laughs> <laughs> and a joke and a joke Instagram account. Yeah. Like. Did way better. It's, pretty good. <laughs> it's weird what like so resonates with people. Some people <laughs> totally hot are, beer guy. You're totally hot beer guy. Yeah, even the name. Look at me. I'm obviously not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have at least understood the parody of it, and then like that handle's fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. I think it's gold. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I I know you don't want this to be like work and enjoy yourself, but. No, this is work for me. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, we're also pushing our way through it, too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's miserable. <laughs> would you mind playing a song for us? You'd be yeah. the first to ever do it. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why don't we do a quick pause? Your beard does look good today. Thank it's you. It's clean. Yeah, I it looks like it. younger. Yeah. I'm 27. I want to look my age. Yeah, you look great. Oh. Okay. Working well, on. we, okay, so we took a quick break. God, though you're not really going to notice the break because I paused everything. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> until now, and now you know there was a break. All right. Um, okay, so we got situated. Uh, why don't you? This is exciting. No one's ever actually done this before. We've used like artist songs like for intros and outros, but no one's ever played live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited. So if this works, and I think it will, we'll ask more people to do it, whether they want to or not. Yeah. All right. I'll be sure to sack on purpose. <laughs> Keep the standard okay. low. Well, go ahead. What, what, what are you going to do? Intro everything. Um, so, uh, since we talked about it, I'm going to play that song that I wrote, uh, when I quit my job. Perfect. And this is fun, because, like, a couple, like, there was a mass exodus, so it became, like, the anthem of a bunch of my friends when they all quit. Oh, cool. They, like, (laughs) yeah, they sang this to themselves when they quit as well. So, uh, it's had a lot of iterations. This is just going to be a little acoustic thing. It's 10 years old, but it kind of started my music career, so. Awesome. Hell yeah. place and time sit here under this poplar tree and think it's all just fine I tell 
next bus I'm ready to run right out this town And leave Ohio in the dust Because if you don't think that I can do better Well, you don't know me that well Oh, you don't think I can do better And it's time for show and tell Yeah, 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 yeah Oh, it's time for show and tell This is where it all began and this where it has to end I never had any solid plan I've been moving with this wind And I can't tell you where I'm going now They, they don't make a map for that But all I know is I'm headed out this town and I'm never coming back Because if you don't think that I can do better, well, you don't know me that well doing that too now i'm starting to see some of the where people you're getting some of the janice joplin stuff too on some of the notes you hit yeah uh-huh i also saw a lot of little kim in you from that so <laughs> much little kim yes! which i know was the goal all right i'm working it i'm working it that was awesome was thanks so much great. for doing that yeah how do you feel that you don't do you perform that song a lot um i've revived it Okay. Uh, it's kind of one of those ones that you know i played a bunch forever ago and then I kind of put it to rest, and then I brought it back. I don't know. I yeah, I get that. I do that with jokes too. About uh -huh. time and then now it comes back. Yeah, because you're a different person now from mm -hmm. when you wrote that. Exactly, and I, I play it differently now, and I don't know. It's a it's a really fun song, and I, I I'm proud of it, and I think it's like kind of like definitive, a it like a, a big part of my story. So it's really I'm that was. I don't know. It's something about like hearing something live like that. It's mm -hmm. just it's again. It goes back to like what we talked about, like you know, seeing like smaller, intimate shows. Like that's it's again. It's just mm -hmm. it's different. It hits harder. I think at least for me, it does. Yeah. Well, I, I actually so I've really struggled in the studio to figure out how to present my songs in a more like controlled setting because I'm such a performer and yeah. all of my career has been based on live performance. So I don't really get 
how to translate those things into a studio setting, which is why I did this live album that I'm working on. And actually, you can tell it's a live album, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, but I think it does actually come out that way. Like, I, I think it came out the way that I think you wanted it to come out. Mm-hmm. That, like you said, like, because some, some artists that I've, are the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, their CD's awesome, their album's awesome, their record's awesome, and you see them live, you're like, eh. Mm-hmm. But then... I don't know, like you're saying, it's harder to kind of recreate your, your live yeah. performance. I, I think that that's what this is. That's how it's coming off to me. Yeah. It, yeah. it came out really, really well. Uh-huh. Not just, the, obviously, the song you did, but the one you just released. Thank you. It's yeah. really good. And there's, like, a, I, I think every song, like, it lives in the moment that I play it. And if I try and break it down and, like, turn it into Lego blocks, it just becomes very sterile. And so, yeah, I, I'm still kind of learning who I am as an artist 10 years in. Yeah. And... For me, I think I'm a live artist. I'm not a studio artist. Isn't that the beauty of it, though? Like, you're still learning, yeah. but you're always going to keep learning, right? Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's when you know, like, when you love doing something, you're like, okay, this went great. And then, like, a week later, you're like, I need to learn a bunch more shit. Uh-huh. Like, I'm still not done yet. The journey's not even, it's that not close to It keeps it over. fresh. Is that, the, you know, you don't want the, mm-hmm. I know, whether you call it a job, passion, the thing you really want to do. If it starts getting, if it starts feeling more and more like a job, you're mm-hmm. probably not going to want to do it as much. Entirely, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and, and as a guitar player, it's like, well, the chords that I played in that song are pretty simple, and, like, the rhythm is pretty simple, and now I'm writing things that are more complex yeah. and everything else, and it's like every single skill I learn, all right, well, new art's going to come out of this thing that I just learned, yeah. which is really fun, but there's value in every step of the, the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was uh, this was great. I'm really glad that we did this, and I'm really glad that... Uh, that I stumbled across you on the bright winter thing. Yeah, uh, well, I really I... should just start poaching artists from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not too what? many. We went Taylor's think... the top notch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right. We'll that. stay committed. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. That was great. That was really Nobody awesome. else. Uh, all right, yeah. We're not having anybody else. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is done. The yeah. podcast yeah. is now over, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, we're we're going to end it up. Yeah, this is it. That's right. McDonald's is about to cancel. You guys had a good run. Unlike your music career, we can't learn anything more. So we're done. That was it. No, that was freaking awesome. That was awesome. So I feel like this was BBC Live first. It was really good. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Where can Tell everybody them. find your stuff? Uh, my website. Here, I've got stickers for you guys that have my website on it. Oh my we god, have a sticker we have a sticker you. for you. Yeah. Oh, shush. Really? Yeah, it's that one right over there. Ah, we're yeah. sharing stickers! <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I'm So that's the album that I did with, uh, I had a very short-lived band, and I'm incredibly pr- proud of that project. So that's that CD. Nice. If you want to pull a song for the intro or outro from that, and then the the other song that I okay. sent you. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. We definitely so, will. Yeah. Well, everyone, please check out Taylor. Go to Taylor's Instagram. Go to her website. Go to TaylorLamborn.com. That's right. Mm-hmm. Go to, uh, I, I start downloading the music now. I mean, the, there's a, uh, again, like I've been really kind of just listening to this pretty exclusively for the last three days. And it's, <laughs> oh. well, that's, I, wa- hey, I wanted to yeah. hear it and get used to it. And, and again, that's, because uh, I always wanted to see like what, you thought your influences were versus someone who knows nothing about it at all. I'm actually kind of curious. Yeah, who do because it's so funny because those songs are so old now. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and so distant from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's I don't know. Again, I I immediately again went back to the whole. I certainly didn't think it was pop, but I really I also didn't want to. I couldn't really identify uh-huh. your country, your indie, your this. I, I just didn't get that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I definitely I do remember having at least for that one song thinking about Jewel, but you also didn't have, I didn't think there was like, one like, oh, she reminds me of this. You reminded me of a couple, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a little bit cooler too. Did you by any chance find this album at all when you were looking? I'm curious as to how good my 
SEO is. And this band challenged me so much because the four members, they wanted the name of the band to be Group. And that is impossible to find online unless you are <laughs> yeah, just looking for it so hard. Oh, my God. They, it was the biggest marketing headache. But I find <laughs> that kind of stuff is a fun, interesting puzzle. No. You but probably didn't hear any of those songs. No, did I didn't. Okay, they're on my website. Sweet. And I have a Taylor Lamborn podcast, not podcast, a playlist that I feature those songs on as well. And I'm going to slowly start re-releasing them under my name because I cool. bought them off my bandmates. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's, well, I'm glad it's not a podcast because then you'd be a competitor and we couldn't air this. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to start a podcast. You and guys the, have that, that monopoly. That market. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You guys got a corner. Us and 300,000 other people <laughs> Yeah. every day. Uh, us and other people that just talk for fun. Exactly. <laughs> But people listen. Yeah. People do, do listen. Thanks to all the listeners. Yeah. Thank too, you by so the way. much. I, li- I like you, listener. Oh, Thank I you. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking. Di- I'm breaking the fourth wall here. Speaking it's directly okay. to the I, ears. She was staring in the microphone too. She's like, L- "Listen, you circular listener that I'm talking to." <laughs> I thought she was talking to us. Like, I like you, and then she's like, "Not you guys." Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are decent. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks for being the first person to ever do that. Yeah. Uh, and you said you weren't going to be, you were like, I don't know how funny I'm going to be. You're fucking hilarious. Oh, today. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're the surprise funny. You might yeah. be the third mic. Congrats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brian, what you got coming up? Uh, well, I do that secret. So the last, the last, we've been doing secret shows at 1130 p.m. at random spots. Cool. Um, kind of like got, a so far about comedy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So it's like, it's at 1130 p.m. It's really late. It's after the clubs are done. And we, we did one. So when this comes out, we just did one at Happy Dog. I believe the next one. Is I, I forgot where the next one is after Happy Dog, but we did one a Happy Dog, uh, Cloak and Dagger, uh, the upstairs Mahals that we were talking about, um, and they've been selling out. So uh, just oh. go to Secret Society, uh, like for tickets. Just look me up or David Horning on Instagram, um, and then for tickets, uh, it's Secret Society thirty five dot Eventbrite dot com. So those are for tickets, and we've been selling out. We've had people from Comedy Central and. Uh, really? Yeah, we had we had people from Comedy Central, uh, HBO, Netflix, bunch of bunch of good fucking comics like from New York and Philly. We just had just coming in. Yeah, we we're beginning to come in. Like I'm always I'm either hosting or doing a spot, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And we've been packing that's it awesome. out. So and that's it. Happy Dog. Uh, well, no, the one it's too late because it's coming out after the okay. Happy Dog one. Oh okay. wait, so but for the three of us. Happy Dog hasn't happened yet? Yeah, it's happening this Saturday. <gasps> but it already happened because we recorded this a week later. <laughs> a week later. Sorry. But yeah, are we time traveling right now? We are time traveling. Yeah, we, we do it every week. Game every week yeah. we time travel. That's cool. <laughs> every other week. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah, but all the Secret Society shows are all different places, so you gotta... Nice. You gotta is, look, is Happy Dog already sold out? Uh, not to my knowledge, but okay. based off how the last four shows have gone, it's okay. probably going to sell out. Listeners, sorry you missed your chance already. Yeah, you missed it. That was a question for me. And also, <laughs> and, Happy, and I really like Happy Dog. Happy Dog's such a cool place to hang out, and it's a really good place to see music, comedy. It's a really cool... It's in the downstairs. It's room. the downstairs, yeah. the underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, you you know. Know. Uh, listen, I'm savvy. I know all about I'm, the, the Cleveland go. scene. Yeah. We probably performed in the same venues, just either doing music or com- like like yeah. Winchester or, or something. Uh-huh, I've played the Winchester. I played, yeah. I played there too. I didn't play any songs because I suck. But I did do Hey, listen. Jokes. Open mics are at the Winchester and there is no no caliber you have to be to get on that open mic. Mm. I will I've challenge seen, you don't need any caliber. I've seen, I will I've challenge seen that. The whole <laughs> spectrum. I know the the host. It's uh I forgot her name, but she... Meg Stepka? Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, I know her. I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be like, I wanna thank my my mentor. 
Taylor Lamborn. Taylor Lamborn, yeah. and uh, yeah. this one's for her. We wrote it together. Yeah. Well, and then they're, then they're going to be like, I thought Taylor was better than this. <laughs> Listen, I, I will be your cheerleader. I, we'll get you back on that sixth string. All right. You got to go to the, 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 the class. Yeah, join School of Rock's grad school. Try it once, Joe. It's, it's, it's super fun, and I've actually made so many great friends through when I was working at that program. Where is that at? Um, well, there are three School of Rock locations in Cleveland. Uh, the grad school is usually run out of the Westlake one. Oh, okay. But there's one in Highland Heights and one in Strongsville. Um, I feel like I've seen the sign. That's why I wasn't sure where I saw There used to be one it. in Rocky River, but it moved to Westlake. Maybe Lake. that's mm-hmm. what I think I've, yeah. I think I've passed. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen the sign. That's why. It's the corner of like Clag and Center Ridge, I think. Oh, There's right. like a gas station here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. I know the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, def- <laughs> definitely check. Yeah, right by the Sunoco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be a Sunoco. It is. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's in Worcester. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> it's, in it's not in Worcester. Worcester. Oh, well, please, man. thank you again, Taylor, for coming. Brian, <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you I come thank you for coming. Pre- no, it's all right. I live here. I'm, I'm just grateful I got to hang out with Ross. I, I, he yeah. is too. Well, that's <laughs> it. Thanks tail. again, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs> not made of stone. Just nerves, flesh and bone Say it's God's will for me to just sit still But not made of stone Not made of glass But under pressure I might crack If you think time will slowly just flow by No, it's been kicking my ass And this rain won't melt me But I hate the wet And these words won't kill me But they'll fuck with my head And you say Time is a thief You haven't learned to barter I know I can make something of these hours If I just work a little harder More than my mistakes But I, I can't toss them away There have been so many nights That I just get by Always make it through the days Just to toss this envy down a wishing well and I scream to the heavens got my soul to sell and it seems jealousy 
Feeling brittle today 